Welcome back, Fat Siders. Coming up this week, Collingwood put GWS to the sword. St. Kilda, shaky ground now that Adelaide have absolutely sent them into some version of disarray. However, it pales in comparison to the dire straits that is Carlton. There are a couple of other smackings during the weekend. Geelong losing despite outs. Essendon losing despite outs. So Richmond maybe clawing back some real estate in terms of their season not being over. Richmond fans have to be up and about about that. We also quickly revisit some of the discussion and the technicality around the Jacob Van Royen tribunal ban. The pros and cons of announcing a Buddy Swan song a la Farewell Tour. He obviously deserves it, but what are the merits? And trying to find an MVP this week. Tough slog. Anyway, as always, Red Hot Chili Peppers, let's get straight into it. Strong disagreement in the Richmond Geelong game. No one even polling nine, which is fascinating. It's just classic fucking. Just Dimmer being difficult. Just, yeah. It appears that he's given five votes to either Dusty or Daniel Rioli, and Chris Scott has not come to the party on that. No. So it either means that Chris Scott gave none to Daniel Rioli or he gave one to Dustin Martin. Yeah. I don't know if you saw Chris Scott in the presser, he was asked a question. And he asks it back. He's like, well, what do you think? And the journalist goes, I think I'll reserve my judgment. And Chris Scott goes, it's a very good answer. Really? And then he sort of, yeah, a bit of tongue in cheek straight after it. But like he got, he looks at him and he's like, yep, that's a really good answer. Yeah. Do you think he was trying to be, trying to wind the clock back and be intimidating? Maybe. Yeah, I didn't watch the whole presser. I only saw that part there. But I was like, hmm. Interesting. Mm. I mean, I'm not surprised he's salty after a loss. Yeah. But um, I suppose it depends on the tone. What was the question? Don't even know. Can't even remember. But I just remember that response. When you listen to the fat side, folks, you get in-depth analysis every week. Well, it's the only part of the clip I saw, wasn't it? <coughs> How can anyone blame you for not knowing the answer to those questions? No, I take no accountability whatsoever. Ten coaches votes to Petrarca, Butters, Sean Darcy, Joe Danaher. And Matthew. Matt- Sir Matthew eats grass, Raoul. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Jim's mowing, Matt Raoul. <laughs> <laughs> Mason Cox as well. Strong performances. Clearly a lot of standouts. Yeah. It's made the MVP hard this week. Yes, it has. Very hard. Mm. So hard I've got mine. Harder than me looking at Simon uh, O'Donnell's daughter. Yeah. But <laughs> I hope Scoob. she's of age. I yeah. have no idea. She looked like she was. Oh, very much so. Yeah. yeah. Under the assumption that she's of age, of yeah. course. Yeah. If she's yeah. not, I, I... 26 and a half over-unders. <laughs> we don't stand for that type of chauvinistic behavior on this podcast. No, though, we do don't. We? 24. <laughs> <laughs> I won't hear. I won't hear it, mate. That's absolutely absurd. Nah, sorry, Scoob. Um, what do you think of his debut, young fella? Um, well, he's a backman, so he played forward. <laughs> Classic Bevo. Yep. Um, yeah, I, I thought he competed. Didn't really notice him though. So, nah, didn't go too well for him, and he got subbed out. Yep. 
Yeah. Might be a while before he gets another call up. Maybe. Yeah. yeah. But I thought I thought Roy Lobb played one of his better games for us. If I'm being honest. Yep. He just competed a lot more. He was he was thereabouts. More ruck contests. Why did you play that tall kid? Why'd you debut him? Don't know. In that game. Yeah, it's a weird game to throw a debutant in. Mm. I found it. I found the selection funny as well because it was only one out and one in, and one of the, and and the out was Adam Trelaw. Mm. So replacing him with a key player, a key position player, when uh, got about ten key position players all of a sudden. Yeah, it's a bit bit of a strange. Well, um, it kind of makes sense. Well, I mean, the fans, the fans, including myself, were crying out for Buku Karnas for that speed. Buku can't out. miss. Yeah. We're, 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 we're crying out for his speed, his agility, um, his versatility. can throw him back or forward and he presents well. So, um, yeah, I don't know. But um doesn't matter when you get the four points, Bob. You smug bastard. There was a moment <laughs> in that game where the commentary were like, oh, Bevo's spinning the magnets and I yeah. was like, not the right ones. Yeah, yeah. Rarely when he does spin the magnets, they're the right ones. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Because um, and I found I found it funny. We, uh, for the record, you and I watched that game together. We did. Um, I I went a bit tropo, didn't I? I was getting pretty fucking shitty. You're an Alfie. Yeah, yeah. Mm. So that's what I am every game. Mm. Yeah. Um, I don't know if it's confined to a Friday or Saturday night for what it's <laughs> worth, but ah, <laughs> mm. uh, yeah, my everyday life. <laughs> um, yeah, no, it was frustrating to watch. I mean, we we at that point, at that point where. We just there was no scoring, any team. But we had a thirty-point lead. We had an opportunity to maybe put it up to maybe a forty-five-point lead. Like we were, we were a much better side. Mm, there was them. multiple periods of no scoring though. The first quarter was boring. Yeah, yeah, very boring. Yeah, and it was supposed to be this. I mean, that was the game of the round on paper. It's like, oh, you think so? Yeah. Oh yeah. I thought it was Freo Sydney all week. Freo Sydney. Mm. Okay. Okay. Yep. Maybe that's Vic bias of me. Yeah. yeah, there's a yeah. few biases happening, <laughs> I think. Yeah. I, uh, You're obviously very happy to win. Yeah. As any um, winner is. Yes. What do you... Oh, th- within reason. What do you think? Within reason. What do you mean within reason? Explain. Oh, I, 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 think, um, I think it's a real problem week in, week out that we can't extend a lead and therefore we actually do give up leads quite often. Yeah. It's really frustrating. Yeah. Because we're a better team than that, I think. But are we? Well, on paper you are. <laughs> on paper. And yeah. coming from someone who's um, had a quite a few iterations of a footy club who on paper yeah. were better than most other teams but never got the job done, mm. I can tell you that's not where you want to be. No, no. Definitely not. So It's a dangerous space to be playing in. I think so. Yeah. The scoring thing doesn't make sense. And there was a moment where it was clearly not working. Mm. And as we were sort of discussing it while we were watching it, I mean, you admitted that like they get in the way of each other and like, yeah, yeah. um, You had four forwards jumping at contests at times. Yeah. Yeah. And barely a crummer and no one out on the fat side or Mm. in the empty pocket. Yeah. Yeah. So we had, yeah, Jamara and Norton were staying deep all game and Jamara literally stopped like Norton, Norton runs at the football. He run, he runs, to the ball drop, Jamara jumps under the ball drop. So he comes in from the side and jumps under it, which, you know, they bring it to ground, but so, there's so many occasions where Aaron Norton probably takes that mark because he's one of the better contested marks in the comp. Um, you know, 
and as I said, like, you know, he hit the post early on. He took a great mark, nice strong grab. And then I looked at you and I said, look, he's got a kick. He's still got to kick it. And it was actually a pretty good shot. He just he just, just hit the post. Yeah. Good. But um, that one in front, I mean, he hit the post again. Yeah, it's just it, really frustrating. But um, on the other side of the field, what the hell were Carlton doing? How many, to- how many times do we see Kerno and Mackay up at the logos? One of you has to stay deep. And it's Mackay I'm sending up to the logos because – I don't know what the fuck's going through his head at the moment, but he has stage fright of the highest order. Yeah, I, I think he's the better fit as a full forward, but the way that he's playing at the moment. Oh. Droppable for mine. Yeah, it is. Send, it is. be strong, Vossi. Send yeah. a message. Yep. And then we see. Imagine if he, imagine if he dropped Harry Mackay this week. Why not, man? Yeah. The guy signed a contract. He's not going anywhere. No. Right? So you've got him and you've got, X amount of weeks to rectify the situation if he's terribly unhappy. But the result we got was mm. Mackay looking so average, yep. Kerno failing to really impact the score um, board, and then yep. Silvani in the ruck contest towards yeah. the end of the game again. Yep. Like, mate, this looks fucking horrible. Yeah, Silvani going up against Tim English. How's that going to go for him, you think? He jumped as well. Like, yeah. he had a, there was one, he jumped like he had a chance. And yep. I was like, what the fuck are you doing? Yeah. Just it's wasted energy, wasted effort, mm. increases the injury risk for no result. Yeah. Um, I don't understand it whatsoever. I just would have thought, thought it's worth Mark Pittnett had Tim English's number for quite some time. Yeah, he's yeah. not a great ruckman Pittnett, no. but he does enough. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. But yeah, I'm not yeah, your forward line still I mean your average like some of these wins are not they're not high numbers. No, no, and it's against teams that are not playing good footy. And we've got, and our percentage, our percentage displays that. Look, we've got a percentage of one hundred and two. Yeah, there's not, not many enough. more games for you to get boosters, though. No, no. you've just you've played Hawthorne, GWS, and Carlton. Yeah, we've got North in a month. Freo have rediscovered. You beat Freo at their worst. Yeah, and it was a good margin. Was it 50? 50, 40 50, something. Fifty three points or fifty eight. Fifty eight points, I think. Oh, was it that much? Let me have a look. I mean, it's not like you to over embellish the achievements of the Western Bulldogs. <laughs> I have a feeling it was forty nine s- points. Oh yeah, yeah. There you go. Sorry, I was yeah. Standard Mayo. Yeah, but <laughs> you caught them at their worst. You won't catch them like that again at the no. moment. You won't catch the Suns like that at the moment. You got Adelaide this week at Mars. Mm. I just don't. Other than like North and West Coast, I think you've really missed a trick. Like these 20-point wins, was it 15? And it was our biggest weapon in 2021. Right. We were blowing teams. We were blowing half-decent teams off the park. Yeah. Yeah. So the, it's, I mean, we it? beat Port in a prelim at Adelaide Oval by 74 points. Yeah. Yeah. And what you did to St. Kilda that year. Yeah, 111, 128 against North. Like we were banking big wins. I remember that, that St. Really Kilda one. percentage. I've told you this before. I was, yeah. I was on a couch. High as a kite on acid, yeah. watching re- <laughs> watching replays of your game. Yeah, nice. And being like, that is the most dominant thing I've ever seen in my life. Yeah, it was yeah. just it was so epic. Yeah, and I just thought you'd go all the way. Oh yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, Jack. Like, yeah, I still remember it was like halfway through the third, and um, Bond picked up Jack Billings' dummy and put him back in the bassinet, <laughs> and then went on and kicked the goal. So, just goes to show what a famous battle that <laughs> that was. But speaking no, of famous battles, twenty. Hang on. 20, yep. what did you have on the weekend? 20 points. 20 point win. 20 points, but 15 the week before and like 29 or 29 something. the week before. It's not enough, man. No, it's not. You've left like 
I would say at least 50 points yeah. combined. So like we'll say two to three goals in each game. Yeah. You've left them out there. The Hawthorne one. And it's a it massive really percentage boost. Yeah. You'd you'd be at close to 110 right now. Well, you remember like on the pod the week the week coming up to Hawthorne game. I was like, this is this is the game hmm. for percentage. Go out and win by 12 goals. And as crazy as it sounds, in a in a world where Adelaide go out and beat you by 40 points, now that does sound crazy. Mm. But I had no idea they'd be able to do that to St Kilda. No. So it's not that crazy. It isn't. Their forward line, your back line, it's not that crazy. No. Now, I don't think it'll go like that at all, but I'm yep. just saying if that happens and you're under 100% mm. but have a winning record. More likely what happening I... had we got them at Adelaide Oval. Yeah. Yeah. But we've got them at um, Windery Recreation Reserve. So. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So, yeah, I'm not going out. Sorry, I'm I cut... I'm not going out to Ballarat. That's no, of sure. course not. I cut you off. You are about to say something. Oh, um, I just want to shine a little spotlight on a certain somebody from Saturday night. Go for it. Carlton's captain, Patrick Cripps. Mm-hmm. Where is he at at the moment, Bob? Because um, when teams... This was meant to be the response game. Yeah. To, uh, to a pretty bad week in the media. And your captain's gone out and not laid one tackle. For the game. It was a staggering statistic when I looked it up. Yeah. Zero tackles, Patrick Cripps. Yeah. Led to the footy for a second week in a row. Yep. And no tackles. 26 disposals at 42%. Mm-hmm. And only, and I didn't only think, the six clearances for the game. I didn't think your pressure rating in that game was through the roof. No, either. it wasn't through the roof. No. It was good, but it yeah. wasn't through the roof. Mm. So. Um, and then Bailey Smith spent a bit of time with him and um, he got the better of him. I thought it was one of Bailey Smith's better games because he actually lowered his eyes for once. Yeah, he did. Yeah. He did. Um, Bailey Smith was clearly playing Trelaw's role. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So when Trelaw's back, Bailey Smith's back out. And we spoke about it. That makes sense. Leave him out outside. He's yep. an outside runner. He runs all day. He's fit as a fiddle. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, he's, he's very much a meters gained rebound player. Yep. Yeah. Yep. No, totally agree. Bailey Dale was the one in that game. I was surprised. Yeah, he didn't have a good game. No, he didn't. Nah, nah. He's kicking. Um, not to pick on him for no reason. Audacious. I looked audacious at audacious kicking. His percentage is not that bad. His disposal efficiency mm. is not that bad. But the ones that were turnovers were fucking bad turnovers. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah. There was one he kicked into the corridor, and you were like, "The balls to do that!" Unbelievable, yeah. man. It's yeah. like I don't even know. And I said to you, like, just play the percentages, dude. Yeah, it was yeah. staggering. Yeah. Anyway, um, but yeah, Sam Walsh impressed me. He's just—he's a good footballer, man. He's so he is good. a good footballer. Yeah. Remember when Paddy Cripps was at the start of the year favorite for the Brown though, under yeah. the assumption that Walsh will be out for like a month. Yeah. yeah. So he's going to towel it up in the midfield. Yeah. Fuck, man, he's not winning anything now. No, nah. Zero chance of that. Nah. And Sam Walsh is back, but he's not back to being an absolute jet. He's yep. not in the All-Australian conversation yet at all. Yeah, yeah. And he's been back for over a month now. Mm. So That was the quietest 25 disposal game I've seen Marcus Bontempelli play as well. It was very quiet. <laughs> yeah. Mm. yeah. He had some moments and they targeted him inside forward 50 a couple of times. There was w- once or twice. Yeah. Definitely once, which was, there was no need to be targeting him. Mm. Um, but yeah. Yeah. Um, Liberatore played well. Yes, he did. Yeah, he played really well. Yeah. Um, he, he, just his ability to there was a few those really fast those really fast sort of throws 
Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, he's one of the best hookers in the AFL. Um, old dummy half liver. <laughs> you rated that, didn't you? The dummy half dogs. Mm. <laughs> I did. Lee Montagna would have loved that. Yeah. Would have frothed yeah. it. Stupid um, little bastard. Yeah. yeah. We'll get to that. Um, yeah, just, just his ability to dive on the football and get it out of traffic. Um is yeah, second and under. I just think that's that yeah, Libba's playing a proper Libba Libba game at the moment and um yeah, he's in the top ten champion data rated players at the moment in the comp, so yeah. Yeah, he's having a really good season. Um yeah, and he was a driving force to get us back in that contest when it looked like we were about to get run over the top off. So yeah. Um we spoke about well, it's the first. I think it's the first win of our season where it wasn't Bontempelli. So that was pleasing. Where yeah. it wasn't Bontempelli that you know it was mm. other guys stepping up. I thought Artie, uh, Artie Jones is going to be pretty good. I think that goal was brilliant. It, it was. It mm. was. But um, yeah, he's just so quick. He's so young, and he's only in his sixth or seventh game. So I really look forward to seeing the product he'll be when he's at his you know seventy five, eighty games. So yeah, we'll wait and see. But um, yeah, that's all I've got about. My team, I think, um, yeah, the the room for improvement's obvious um, to all of us, but whether or not it's obvious to Luke Beveridge, <laughs> um, jury's out on that still. But um, yeah, my my main concern is not is not being damaging enough for long enough in games and just letting teams back in. We shouldn't be coughing up a thirty point lead against a team that couldn't kick a goal for a half. Shouldn't be happening. No, no. No, but you're a game inside the eight, so yeah, you've got some wiggle yeah, room. Yeah, we're sitting pretty. You, you, uh, not pretty. You've got some wiggle room, but I think one bad week and it's going to evaporate. Yeah, but um, we'd want to beat the crows this week. We'd want to. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they they are going to start becoming must win a lot, but it's the yeah. crows. Then you've got the suns in Darwin. Not an easy win. Then nah, you- conditions will hurt. Then you'll have the Cats, and in three weeks they'll have some numbers back. And then you'll have Port. Who knows where they'll be at. So the run's coming. Yeah. It's coming, and you haven't really suffered a tough one, and you're about to. So we'll find out about your team in two to three weeks. Yeah. Oh, yeah, this month will tell us everything. Yep. 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 Um, Now, Friday night's games. Yes. I didn't get to catch very much. I was um, out there belting the top team. Yeah. At basketball, 30-point victory for anyone who's following. <laughs> <laughs> Absolute slaughter. Yeah. Richmond Geelong, though, I did catch some highlights and mm. um, I watched a, a tiny bit of it and caught up on the game because I was stunned that Jeremy Cameron had no influence. Zero influence. What the... I mean, if, you, if I was to pick... Pre-game, I'm like, Geelong are going to be challenged in this game because they've got so many outs. Mm. But I don't know who's taking Jeremy Cameron or how they're going to stop him. So I had Jeremy Cameron four or more and Hawk two or more mm-hmm. in my multi. Staggering, man. I thought that was safe. Honestly, against that Richmond back line, I thought it was safe. <laughs> um, but that's me criminally underrating Nathan Broad's ability to play football. He's a good player, man. Yeah, so I was locked onto the, well, is it Grimes? Is it Bolter? Is it, and I sort of forgot about Nathan Broad. Yeah. And I don't think that's unfair. He's yeah. not an A-class defender. No. But he's he just he's just he just tries yeah. so hard. I'd put him in the same category as 
maybe like a Jaden Laverde. It's yeah. like these guys are, uh, I mean, they're B graders for what they are, yeah. but they are essential. Yeah. And yeah. if they get the right matchup, they are a nightmare. Yeah. Um, yeah, they can really do a job. So he obviously did that, which is super impressive. Taranto yeah. copped a, there's a bit of chatter about Tim Taranto, but again, this, they've started talking about how far he's running. That's where it's got to. Yeah. To try and pump him up as like a as a star. It's yeah. Like you're the yeah. best midfielder in a team who's just picked themselves up off the ground a little bit. Yeah. So they're trying to pump him up any way possible. Oh, he runs 19 kilometers. I don't fucking care. Dude. Yeah. Are you taking Bailey Smith or Tim Taranto for Essendon to, like this weekend? Who would you rather in your team? Tim Taranto. Tim Taranto? Okay. <laughs> oh, it's all right. I thought I'd ask. I thought I'd ask. You're fucking, you're high on the Bulldogs at the moment, aren't you, mate? Well, yeah. <laughs> you really are. <laughs> I like my team. <laughs> That's good. No, I'm happy for you, but that was stretching it. That was uh, Bailey Smith or... Yeah. I don't... Well, the 152nd best player in the world. I think I... Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah no, I still take Tim Sarandon. Um, Probably still take Jacob Hopper too, hey? <laughs> nah. Well, he's going to miss with a calf now. Good for us because we've got them so, this week. So Bailey Smith or one calf Hopper? <laughs> Actually, I would have taken Bailey Smith over Jacob Hopper at the start of the year. Mm. Yeah. Richmond, Richmond's just, I don't know why they were so attached to the idea of him. Mm. and Because Geelong wanted him and he wanted Geelong. <laughs> Jacob Hopper was on that, on that Show Me The Money documentary. And he was attracted to going to Geelong. But I think Richmond came with a few a, a few more dollars. So I'm not sure if people... A longer contract too. Geelong don't give out seven-year deals. No. No, they don't do it. No. Which is smart. It is. Smart footy. These seven-year deals are fucked, man. Even six is too much for me. Yeah. I think five yeah. should should roughly Kane be Corns, the cap. Oh, I'm, I'm in total agreement with him. They're ludicrous. Mm. Yeah, I think the Melbourne ones will work out. Yeah, yeah. But to be honest, they drafted them. They've had them. Oh, I'm for, re-signing Clayton Oliver for nine years. Yeah, yeah they've had them <laughs> He's for... Clayton Oliver. What are they now? Like 26, 27, yeah, those boys. Yeah. So they've had them for nine years already. Yeah. And then they're like, we're going to give you six more. Yeah. That completely makes sense to me. Yeah. Well, the trajectory of Petrarca and Oliver tells you that they'll probably both be 300-game legends of that football club. Absolutely. Yeah. Barring so, serious injury, which yes. you can't mitigate for anyway. No. Um, and... AFL contracts aren't fully guaranteed. So yep. if they get serious long-term career-ending injury, you're only part paying out the contract yep. or coming to an agreement. Yeah, like, oh, like if he has a Judd-like breakdown. Yeah. yeah. So that's fine. I, th- I think that's – they're smart, yep. wise decisions. The Brody Grundy one was always speculative and the, uh, just the rest of them aren't going to work out. Mm. They're, they're not going to be worth their money. Yeah. And there was debate if you take away the financial impact that Buddy's move to Sydney had on the Sydney Swans and the city of Sydney or the AFL in Sydney yep. in general, if you take away that off-field financial impact, I'm not sure that that is still a winning contract. Yeah. I'm not sure. Mm. I think it's a... The Kurt Tippett deal was a joke. An absolute joke. Yeah. But so was the Tom Boyd one. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So you guys paid him a million bucks. Mm. Fucking mental. So... Yeah, there's been a few of those, the young fellows who haven't proved themselves and they've gotten big biggies and they haven't lived up to the hype. And Yeah. Yeah, it's it's silliness to do it. Luke Jackson start is starting to. He's he, building. Yeah, yeah. He'll get he'll get there. Yeah. Will he actually be worth the money? I mean, Isaac Rankin is worth the money. Yeah. And are they the same draft? No. No, they can't be. 
No, no, because I we didn't see Isaac Rankin for a year, and then that's he came, right. yeah, 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 Rankin was the Lacocious year. Yeah, correct. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Speaking of oh, Lacocious, man, Oof. Oh, he's a good kick, fucking good, good footballer. Oh, he's good. But yes, um, I mean Carlton um, added six years to Cripps. Yep, seven, um, six years to Kerno. Mm-hmm. Seven years to Mackay. The Mackay one stuns me, man, because there were clubs he would have had Collingwood and Essendon bashing the door down. Yeah. And I get that they were like, we think we're on there, we're on our way to somewhere. Mm. It's like you don't need the job security of a seven year contract. Yeah. You're gonna get well, great money over three or four years if that's what you want. Yeah. Uh, it just Carlton's performance off field's been as bad as their on field at the moment. So last last week, obviously, um, Brian Cook and Chera talking about not not a failure if they make finals. Mm. Brad Lloyd comes out yesterday, and he's like, "Oh no, we we very much want to play finals." It's like, no shit, dude. Yeah, they Just always were going to have to make a correction in the yeah. in the media. Yeah, <sighs> embarrassing though. Yeah, how it got to this. Yeah, but I, I don't hear I don't hear sixteen other sixteen seventeen other clubs saying any of this shit. No, well, they're not that dumb. No, remember when they the clubs that have been? Yeah, St Kilda. Yep. Mm, in particular, oh, with their four year plan. Yeah, not necessarily their plan, but I mean, with uh, with a f- Adelaide released their five year plan at the start of the year. Yeah, and it has them winning a flag in the next five years. Yeah, nine rounds in, I'm like, Jesus. Yeah. Anyway, if you're a Carlton supporter, you've got to be nervous. Yeah, yeah, nervous. But I suppose if you lock those guys away, you've got time to figure it out. Their biggest concern at the moment has to be. I don't want to say it because I'm not one for shitting on coaches, especially a guy who's effectively 18 months into his tenure. Yeah. But I raised concerns with you. How long ago do you reckon? Four weeks ago? Mm. About Michael Vaughan. I was just like, ooh, I, don't, I just don't like what I'm seeing. Yeah, yeah. Now I think, not to say I got there first, but I think a lot of other people have kind of cottoned on it now. Yeah, yeah. That there's um, inefficiencies, but it's hard to see him making adjustments. And when he's not making, like the troubles with Hewitt and Kennedy and some of their midfield work, um, it's like Chera bobbed up and had a nice game. That's great. Yeah, yeah. But it doesn't look like he's making any, I can't see a, a moment in the last month where I'm like, oh, I see what change you've made here. Yeah, yeah. I can't see it at all. Yeah. And they're looking the same. Mm. Shit, unable to capitalize. Yeah. Unless they're playing a dog shit team, they're not doing anything. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, because they, they they just played their normal brand against West Coast. Yeah, because it's West Coast. West Coast are terrible. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Historically bad, for that matter. Historically bad. Yeah, yeah. Um, and he's still he's saying the same stuff in the press conferences. It's so Saturday night. He said he saw improvements in areas that they'd worked on. And then he went on and said, and then he just gave the whole, we need to be better still. Like he said that for six weeks now, we need to be better. Yeah. It's a mark of a, a pretty average coach. Yeah. He might be a guy who doesn't want to spill a lot to the media, mm. which is completely fine, but you've got to hang something out for your supporters, mate. Yeah. Yeah. So Nathan Buckley was on radio this morning and he put it to Kane. He said that he wants, um, yeah, he, he, he just wants Michael Voss to remember who he is. That's what that's what he said. He goes, Michael Voss needs to remember who he is. He was one of the most combative, most competitive, most 
brutal players he's ever played against, he needs to bring a bit of that into his coaching. But I think he did bring it into his coaching, men, and it was a complete failure. Okay. The first time around. Yeah. He was not that long removed from the game. You can't tell me he didn't bring an element of that into mm. the coaching, and it didn't work at all. Yeah. yeah. It didn't galvanize a playing group. In fact, it led to a mass exodus. If I was him, regardless of whether that was the core reason that it didn't work or not, I would be super gun shy about revisiting that as my coaching persona. No, in yeah, fact, you're talking about Elliot, Yo, Jack Redden, dude, Jared Pollock. They all, yeah. none of them bought into what he was yeah. trying to sell, yeah. and it didn't work. Tom on, Rockcliffe left. Yeah, it didn't work on field, and they all fucked off. Now I'm looking at the coaches that are successful right now today. Mm. The guys who we can say have done a good job this year so far. So clearly, Craig McRae. Yeah. Um, Chris Scott, of course, yeah. as well. Yeah. Ken Hinckley. You know that they're competitive yeah. and combative. Even Brad Scott. Yeah. We all know that those Scott boys and are Ross high, Lyon. highly competitive. Yeah. And Ross Lyon. But they're also intelligent. They're yeah. offering up tidbits of like analysis to some of, uh, obviously, when I watch the Bombers, some of the stuff Brad Scott says at halftime as he's walking off. Yeah. I'm like, that's very transparent. Yeah. Yeah, it's hey with this particular part of the ground they've been doing this and now we're going to do that like he literally said the other week yeah we're going to have to send whoever to who uh, we're going to have to put Ridley on Tom Hawkins yeah because we're losing that matchup yeah none of this like oh we're just hoping our back line can dig in a little bit like yeah. there's, there's yeah. none of that it's yeah. it's honest yeah and Michael Voss has got none of those ingredients so I'm not sure if he lacks the coaching acumen that some of these other guys I've just mentioned have but he's yeah. not coaching up to their standard this year yeah which is funny because he spent maybe six years under Ken Hinckley so you think maybe he might have picked a few things up along mm. the way, but yeah. That's interesting. I can't really see a Port Adelaide type profile in that Carlton team. No, no. Either. No, no. They're not moving the ball particularly fast. No. I mean, one of their better players over the last month has been that Oliver Hollands guy. Yeah. And did they not sub him off on the weekend? I believe so. Yeah, they did. Um, selection integrity is also an issue at Carlton. Mm. Paddy Dow's tearing it up in the twos. And they continually keep Ed Kerno in this team. So this is Ed Kerno was the sub, to be yeah, fair. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But what I'm hearing from Carlton fans is why can't Paddy Dow just be the sub? Reward it, reward effort. I think that's fair. Change it up. Yeah. You know, he's we and and this there was a particular Carlton supporter, an actually a measured one. Not not a you know, not one that's wanting Voss sacked tomorrow. There was plenty of them and it was great listening. Um Got my rocks off a bit, actually. Um, but, yeah, like, yeah, banging on about selection integrity, Paddy Dow's tearing it up in the twos whilst recognising Paddy Dow isn't the player that he was, like, he was a number two draft pick. He's not a number two draft pick worthy player. Uh, he'll never be a superstar. But this guy came on radio and said, if we don't start rewarding effort for, and, and, um, rewarding players on merit and, and on performance. Then another club will take Liam Stocker, um, not Liam Stocker. They already did. Um, mm. Another, yeah. And he's playing okay football at St Kilda. Yep. Yep. Fit in very nicely. Sorry. Paddy Dow. Another club will take Paddy Dow and make him a half decent footballer week in, week out. Yeah. Yeah. So not to. They'll find a role. Just a small correction. He was pick three. Pick three. 2017. Yeah. He's 23 years old, man. Mm. I'm not sure that it's fair to say that he'll never get there. We can say it's highly unlikely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I... At well, it's 20, hard to say he'll get there because we never see him. If you watch Darcy Parish play at 23... Yeah. ...on the half-forward flank under fucking John Worsfold... Yeah. 
for a pick five or whatever he was, mm. you'd say he'd never get there. Yeah. He's there now. He is there. Yeah. And it didn't happen until he was 25. Some of it's opportunity, some of it's coaching, some of it's just a coming of age story. So yeah. I don't think that they should turf out Paddy Dow's career. I felt the same way about a few Geelong midfielders that they've turfed out at around that ripe old age of 23 after they've yeah. given them 50 games. Oh man, they can yeah. play fucking football. Yeah. Yeah. It's foolish. Mm. Um, so yeah, I'm with you. I, and I'm with the Carlton supporters. I think they should be playing Paddy Dow. Yeah. Speaking of Geelong and youngsters, Jai Clark debuted. Yep. Spent three quarters on the pine. Do you like that? Don't care. Don't care? No. No, not too fast. Yeah. Okay. I'm very much, if you're going to debut someone, debut them. Why? If, no, well, they're either ready or they're not. So if you're bringing him in as a sub, is he is he not fit enough to run the full minutes? Which tells me he's not ready. If if that's the if that's the problem. But, okay, so we bought Tipper off the bench mm. in like round one as an impact player for like the fourth quarter. Yeah. Does that mean he's not ready? And well, we bringing a bring... debutant on is different. Why? He's a debutant, and they're twenty points down. Yeah, but the sub is a tactical thing to bring on fresh legs. Yeah. Does it matter how many games they've played? Well, I think it was too little, too late. They didn't get it right on Friday night. They certainly didn't. No. No. They definitely didn't. I think the sub, the problem with the sub is usually, typically, it needs to be someone who fits based on multiple potential injury. Like if they lost Tom Hawkins, they need to know, well, we move this guy there and this guy there, and then we need this body type to fill the role. Yeah. But it might be a midfielder. It might be a halfback. It might be whatever. So you see usually like a general AFL player body yeah. be the sub. Yeah. Like JJ for you guys when he was the sub. Yeah. Makes total sense. He could be a half forward or half back. Yeah. He could be a winger. Yeah. Makes complete sense. Mm. So Dry Clark probably fits that bracket of the type of player they're yeah. looking for. Yeah. Yes, or maybe maybe the case. But yeah, I'd... I'd... <laughs> If 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 you're debuting a if you're debuting a first round draft pick, I'd I'd I'd, I'd just play him. I'd start him. I really would. You're getting sentimental in your old age, mate. Maybe it's performance industry. Mm. Like, I get what you're saying, but they've got so many outs. If he's the twenty seventh best player on the list, then it's his he's up for being the sub. I just think that that's how it is. Yeah. Okay. Otherwise, so you're saying don't debut him. Well, I, if yeah. they say we've got twenty two. And then a sub spot and we don't think it's fair. So you're not getting a Guernsey. Well, I just, that's what you're proposing. Well, I, I just think if you're good enough, if, and if, then next if, week if they get, if you're good enough and you're, in, if you're good enough and you're ready, you're in the team. But next, well, he was in the team, but next week they get players come back in and then he doesn't get a chance at all. Well, he probably won't. He's at Geelong. So yeah. Yeah. Cam so Guthrie. do you think if I put that to Jai Clark, he would say, yeah, I definitely don't like the sub thing. No, but- he would have loved it, I'm sure. Right. Yeah. <laughs> oh, well. I, I, yeah. I'll, I'll stand by my opinion. I am. Um, yeah. As you I, should. I, I didn't love it. As you should. Um, Maybe I didn't love it because it wasn't used correctly. Paddy Dow to Geelong? Geelong grammar boy. I don't mind it. Why not? Don't mind it. Why not? Yep. They're yeah. looking for a new sub, so. <laughs> <laughs> well, dude, Brandon Parfit looked... Not good. No good. No. And I just, I'm looking at it and I'm like. It was deflating because we've been pumping his up, pumping him up. Well, it'll. I'm going to read a message from our lovely friend who listens to the show, Sam Dyer. Please do. Keep talking. I'll pull it up. At some point though, this is going to become, and maybe I'm justifying my 
not love, but advocacy of Brandon Parford. Yeah. At some point, this is going to become a story for me about how they've crushed this young man's confidence. Yeah. If you if he doesn't touch the fucking grass for eight months, and then you're like, well, there's eight injuries. Mm. Better do something this week. Yeah. I'm not surprised that he's a bit nervous or maybe has a fucking shitty game. Yeah. Do you yeah. know what I mean? Like, I think they've got to give him a little bit of a run on. You've, mm. It's the type of guy who his age profile and what we've seen him do in the past, he should be preseason in your midfield yeah. and starting round one. And you'll make a decision on whether he stays at round three. So maybe maybe if there's continuity brought into him as a player. Yes, absolutely. Diehard Cats fans yep. who know their shit like Sam won't be saying this. And I quote, I listened to the pod and you two carrying on about Parfit getting a game for the Cats. Comma, you can have him. The bloke is not up to AFL is not up to AFL standard. Wow. Decision making is slow, and when it comes down to it, it's normally shit. So if there's more continuity in his game, do you think he's saying the same thing? Maybe not. Did he send that to you after the match? Yeah. Of course he sent it after the fucking match. Yeah. I bet you he had a different tune slightly before the match. All right. I'll I'll put it to him. I'll ask him. Yeah, I yeah. mean Yeah, I just don't think Brandon Parfitt is that bad of a footy player, but that game in isolation is not good. Yeah. And almost any game in the last, let's say, all of last year Mm. and maybe half of whatever games he played the year before haven't been good. But you've made him feel like a second-class citizen. He's a 26-year-old inside midfielder and he cannot get a game in his position. Mm. It's absolutely staggering to me. I wouldn't mind having a look at... uh, I'm going to look up a couple of his stats, so you can carry on while I do that. No worries. Um, <clears throat> the four umpires is a joke. I hate it. Umpiring has not improved this year at all. No. I, in fact, I think it's going backwards. Uh, the Richmond-Geelong game was absolutely awful. And let me just pull up the oh, – fuck this AFL app. Never mind. It'll take me 10 minutes to pull it up. So, anyway, all I'm going to say is um, – Richmond were Richmond Richmond smashed Geelong in the free kick category as well. Yep. Um, I think uh, wholeheartedly from watching it, they got the rub of the green. There was the clear Mark O'Connor pushing the back from Dustin Martin that wasn't called. There was another Tom Stewart incident. He was caught one. On, yeah, he was one on one with uh, I think it was Ryan Mansell, mm-hmm. and it was li- literally an arm flick arm flick contest. No grabbing in the jumper, no grabbing of the waist, and <laughs> just because of the body position that Ryan Mansell was in allowed Ryan Mansell to sort of manipulate his body movement, which made Tom Stewart look like he might have been holding him. When on reflection, you look at the um, replay, it was just a one-on-one contest, no no free kick in sight. And um, it cost you long a goal at a crucial time in the game as well. And, um, yeah, Tom Stewart's face, man. Like, he just wanted to punch holes in walls, man. Um, a, a guy of that a guy of that standard and a guy of that um of that skill level and talent um and competitive nature yeah he wasn't a happy man and rightfully so uh, i thought i thought um Geelong were rather dogged by the umpires so i thought you know what gold coast west coast's about to start i'll su- i'll switch that over there was three holding the balls not cold in the first 2 minutes and i was like what the fuck is going on here wow i could not believe my eyes man um, and then I couldn't believe my eyes at quarter time of that game because they went back and showed Matt Real pregame. Not only was he eating grass, but he now doesn't wear footwear in that um, ceremonious moment for him pregame. <laughs> um, yeah, the barefoot grass-eating Matty Real 
Uh, well, it's clearly working because uh, you had a fucking great game. <laughs> um, oh, you had a stellar game. Yeah. It yeah. was sensational. Yeah. But, um, yeah, West Coast are pathetic, man. They're pathetic on every on every front. I'm not going to mince my words. They, they are a disgrace what they're dishing up. Yeah. If got- I'm Adam Simpson, man, I'm, I'm strongly – I'm, I'm going to sit down with my wife and we're going to be like, okay, look, this isn't going to work. This isn't working. Um. We're not going to be competing for a while. What should I do? And his wife would be like, you know what? Let's move back to Melbourne. Let's go coach the Western Bull. I mean, let's go. Um, yeah. Let's go and hunt the market. Because this guy is too good a coach to be sitting through such bullshit. And I know that they've got about 24 fucking available players. Jack Darling's gone down now. He's got a broken arm. It's um, going to hurt them so much. Man. So much. Um. They might be better without Jack Darling. Who knows? Because <laughs> he is having a stinker of a season, man. He's, he's having a um, career-worst run. Oscar Allen, on the other hand. Oh, man. Good consistency. He's starting to look like he's building into his position. In Dude, I put, it, of... I put it to you. If I'm Essendon, I'm, I'm, I'm asking questions. Yeah, I think that's fair. Yeah. He'd be on Hawthorne's. He'd be surely his top five in their um, absolutely do not trade away players. Yeah, of course. Because... They've got because that's who they want to build their future with. Yeah, yeah, if, yeah. They're going to build a forward line around him. Yeah, um, yeah. Not sure if that'll work. Mm. Yet to be seen. I think they'll need a second key forward for what it's worth. Do West Coast gut the list and trade everyone at the end of the year to get? They have to. But draft here's, here's the number one question: mm. what, who, what's who are you trading worth? and what are they worth? Yeah, that's the problem. What is Nick Natanui worth right now? Well, we spoke about this. You put it to me. Mm. Yeah, yeah. What club? is trading an asset for a guy who they're almost certain won't even be able to play half the season. And when he does- I don't we'll have, have that answer for you. We'll have to play 60% game time. Yeah, I, I don't have the I answer for you. I put it to you that there are VFL Ruckman that are more, worth far more than what Nick Nat is right yep. now. Yeah. And it's such an- it's. I won't say it's a fall from grace. Clearly it's injury based. It's yeah. not like we watched him play a whole season where he just lost his shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like we kind of did with Grundy before yep. he moved to Melbourne yep. or got injured. So it's not like it's Nick Nat's fault in particular. Yeah. Um, but yeah, in my opinion, he's worth nothing. Mm. Or I, if I was a player manager, uh, list manager, fourth round draft pick. Yeah. I know that sounds wild, but he's not on the park. And when he is, it's half game time almost. So yep. what's, um, his, what's Andrew Gaff worth now? Well, the, it's finding a midfield that wants Andrew Gaff. Yeah. Do you need him for the money that he's on compared to who you've already got? Mm. For a lot of clubs, the answer is no. I'm not taking Andrew Gaff, man. No. I'm wrapped with Nick Martin and Dylan Shield. Yeah. Is he a better... Would he be better than Brandon Ellis for Gold Coast? But there's got to be more money involved, right? Mm. Andrew Gaff would be on a higher contract. Of course. I know Ellis started on a high one, but he's already finished that contract, right? And so he's probably on a much cheaper one now. Yeah. So... Oh! Six-year deal. Was it? Yeah. Fuck, that's big. Okay, maybe yeah. he's still on there. Yeah, he's still on it then. Yeah. He left after 2019, so he's still he's still on it. And were, is my memory correct? Were the reports roughly? 600. Yeah, I yeah. was going to say five to 600. Yeah. So he's still cheaper than Gaff. Yeah. <laughs> let's say Gaff's on 750. Yeah. As a list manager. Let's Did say it's was, 550 and 750. He's nearly on a million at North. Oh, crazy. <laughs> Let's say it's 550 and 750. Yeah. Are you swapping Gaff for Brandon Ellis knowing it costs you an extra high caliber rookie salary? Maybe not then. 
This is my point. Yeah. yeah. So you got to take all that into consideration. So Gaff may be worth a second round draft pick. Yep. Dom Shade. At best, a second round draft pick. Tim Kelly. He's worth a first. He is. He's very much worth a first, yeah. but do they get rid of him? He's got years left. Yeah. They can't keep Shuey on the park. Dom Shade questionable and has had some lower leg injuries. So he's the one that you keep out of what you've got. How would Tim Kelly look at Sydney or St Kilda? Or- Tim Kelly looked fucking fantastic at Sydney. Yeah. And they could afford to do what I'm just, uh, like. I know Goulden had a good game and whatever. And we talked about Chad oh, Warner. Oh, huge game. Yeah. Chad Warner being rated number one in that stupid fucking redraft. <laughs> the other. Oh, that was absurd. <laughs> but one of them becomes a high half forward. Yeah. You know, you look at what Zach Bailey did on the weekend against us and the week before. That's mm. the guy. Yeah. That's, they need more of that because they're not getting that out of Heaney at the moment. Yeah. Yeah. It's been very disappointing this year, Heaney. Mm. I don't know if he's carrying something or what, but. Yeah. If Carlton, so Carlton fans have put it on the agenda that uh, I know they're angry. They probably don't mean it, but trade Mackay. There's been, there, there are a lot of people saying trade Mackay on, of, on social media. Of course, they, they were uh, fucking stupid to sign him for that long. Yeah. If you're Fremantle, you're taking that contract because he fulfills a desperate need. Yeah. Well, yeah. if I'm Essendon, I'm taking that contract. Yeah. In fact, we would have offered him something very similar. Of course. Of course. I'm pretty sure we Colling, had. Collingwood, Fremantle, and Essendon then. I'm pretty sure we had a, a, a chest of money, which we still do. Yeah. Because all we've picked up is like Wiedemann. We're not paying through the nose but for no. anyone. Oh, I'd be, yeah. What, 400? We don't have a million dollar player on our list. No. A couple of 800s, 900, like Zach Merritt, Darcy Parrish. And it shows. No, I'm just kidding. I'm joking, mate. No, it's fair though. But like, <laughs> I mean, Darcy Parrish is an elite midfielder. Yeah. Um, Zach Merritt's a very, very good midfielder. He was great in that first half. Numbers wise. Zach Merritt's sensational, man. Yeah. Yeah. He's remarkably consistent. He's a Rory Laird for me. Yeah. He might yeah. not get as many touches, but yeah. they are that guy. Yeah. They're not going to win Brownlows, but um, yeah, they're right up there. Yeah. Uh, we would have offered Harry Mackay that much money, man. Yeah. We were prepared to offer him something big to shake him out of there. Mm. So yeah, if I was Carlton, what Which would Which is Essendon surprising. It, they were diehard Essendon supporters, the Mackay twins. Yeah. It's yeah. a shame. It's a mm. crying shame. And if you ask them now- which club would you rather be at? I mean, by the end of the year, the answer might be us. Yeah. It, like, yeah. it might be obvious. Yeah. If I, like, I'm very hopeful when I say that, but it's not like it's impossible. No, mm. no. Anyway. But if, you, but if you're up against Collingwood, then the obvious answer would be, I wouldn't mind going to Collingwood. Yeah, so I'm really confused how, I know they fixed some of their salary cap issues, but... Um, so they're still paying Trelaw. This is what I mean, man. How do they afford a million dollar player and not run the risk of running into the same fucking same problem? So they're paying hole yeah, that they ran into last time. They're probably not paying Stevenson anymore. No, I thought so. They're um, they're paying Trelaw and Grundy still. Yeah, and Hawthorne are still paying. Uh, Hawthorne are paying for Tom Mitchell. And McStay didn't cost nothing. No, no, no. He's on about six fifty seven hundred. And at some point, you've got to pay money to a kid that you want to keep. Yeah. Um. Nick I know th- fucking Dacos. No, they already. <laughs> I think they tacked on a couple of years already. Yeah. Uh, at whatever, it's not going to be the rate that he deserves. Yeah. Um, but yeah, McStay came across. For, Josh Dacos will. Uh, he, he'll um, he'll warrant some money. There'll be something there. Yep. I'm sure Ginevan's not doesn't look like the type of guy who's going to do it out of the goodness of his heart. I still have a feeling Ginevan might end up in another club soon. I really do. If he goes back to being on the outer, yeah, I think it's probably a smart move. Yeah. Hmm. I mean, career-wise, it might be a smart move. Yeah. Get him out of that because um, his public profile would be worth 
fuck all. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Unfortunately. All right. A couple of other games because we've rattled on about a few. Yeah. And we've skipped heaps. Um, I don't even know if we need to talk about the Gold Coast, West Coast game. No, nah, I touched on enough. Out, yeah. Outside of the fact that Matt Rowe was sensational and yeah. West Coast are historically bad. Yeah. Jack Lukosius was good. Ben King kicked a mini bag. Yeah. Uh, Charlie Ballard. He's a sensational. Very good player. Player. Let's talk about the game that I, I spoke about on the pod last week is like, I thought it was the most important game of the round yep. for both teams. It was the Sydney Frio game. Yeah. A genuine, like your season's over if you lose this game. Yeah. So that's what I'd said. Is the season over? Sydney are on three wins at the end of round nine. Is yep. it season over? Absolutely. hundred percent. Yes. Yeah. I agree. Yeah. They went on that historic run where they clawed their way back into finals. Yeah. And I had to remind a few people what that team looked like when they did that. That was led by Dan Hannabury, Kieran Jack, <laughs> Jared McVeigh, Josh yeah. Kennedy. They still had Adam Goods. And a, thir- and a maybe a 29-year-old Buddy Franklin. Right. Yeah. Mm. The quality in that team. Yeah. The quality. Heath Grundy. Oh, fucking good players on every line. Yeah. Very good players. Ted Richards was still there. Sam uh, Gaspill Reed. Yep, Gaspill Reed. Could stay on the Nick park. Nick Malcheski. Hmm. Yeah, great players. So... That's Bobby not Skilton. happening. That's not happening no, this Skilton. season. No, it's not. Bobby no. Skilton, the ghost of Bobby yeah. Skilton. <laughs> yeah. Um, as soon as you said that, I'm like, yeah, but look at those leaders they had. Oh, mate. yeah. They were, yeah, they're a team of yeah, team yeah. of very high quality seasoned AFL players. They had seven, seven genuine that you could build seven cases for seven different people to be their captain at that point. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Um, so they've turned up against Frio, who it must be said have turned their form around somewhat. Yeah. I'm not sure that this guarantees that they have a good year, but it means their season's not yeah. dead. And I think that all begun at that gutsy win over Gold Coast at Norwood Oval. <clears throat> yeah. They've rediscovered themselves a little bit that week. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. There were incre- same some issues still, though. So they dominated the midfield for for what it's worth. I mean, I say dominated. They smashed them in centre clearances. Yeah. Smashed them. So they won the clearance count by 13 in the end, which is big. But 13. the inefficiency inside forward 50. Yeah. So the Swans had to withstand a barrage of 61 inside 50s. Now, usually you lose a game of football Yeah. when you give up that many. Um, but they, you know, losing contested possessions. Um, Pretty easy on the size of a ground, the size of a fucking average Australian backyard. So, but they, <laughs> they're losing the, a, the, the profile of this Sydney team. Yeah. They lost the clearances, the contested possessions, but then also lost the tackles. Mm. That's not the Sydney team of old. No. It was far more hard-nosed and high pressure than that. Yeah. And they're failing to... It'd be a John Longmire low. I would think so. Mm. Yeah, this season in terms of their on-ball pressure. So, yeah, they're just not able to make the ground small like they used to, which is what they love doing. A few more home games should help that, but this is one of them and, you know... Yeah. The defense didn't really stack up. There was a lot of marks inside 50 for Freo. It was 12 to 6 at the end of the game. And then historically, they're not that successful at home. It hasn't been a fortress for years. Yeah. Yeah. They no. dropped game they were dropping games against us mm-hmm. when we were middle tier. They dropped they dropped a home game against Gold Coast. Porter beaten them there earlier in this year. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think they've lost their I that no, that's not fair. I was nearly going to say the Bloods culture. That's not that spans generations. Yeah. So it's silly to say that. But I think the old Longmire style has gone. Yeah. 
And I sort of see John Longmire as like a Greg Popovich. Yeah. It's like, man, you were really good. Like you've had multiple mini dynasties. Yep. But the in-between parts haven't been great. No, no. You can be an average football club at times. Yeah. Well, they finished 16th in 2020. Yeah. And the rise up was remarkable. No one actually expected it. No, no. No one expected that, that bounce back. Everyone thought it would yeah, be because that, year that out bounce, of finals. That bounce back, they, um, they pumped Brisbane at the Gabba. Yeah. Yeah, in round one. So Gordon had an enormous game. Yeah. It's fair to say. 39, two goals, sensational. But after that, I'm probably taking eight or nine Fremantle players. Yep. So they got outplayed mm. quite a bit. Wanted it more. For mine, Sean Darcy, huge. Sarong, huge. Um, Andy Brayshaw was good again. He's yep. kind of picked things up again. Again, And Luke Jackson, as you mentioned earlier, four goals, Lockie Schultz. Uh, sorry, three goals, Lockie Schultz, four goals. Um, and just, yeah, absolutely creamed them. Um, through the middle. Yeah. So what does horse do? This, uh, like, is there a way to make this a successful year? I heard it mentioned, like, why don't they just announce Buddy's retirement at the end of the year? And if you're not playing finals, mate, yes, you fucking should. Yeah. If if they don't make finals this year. Well, the media have retired, Franklin. That's for sure. They, But do you think they're within their rights to? Yeah. I think it's fucking obvious that yeah. he has to. He should have last year. I don't think year. he's up to AFL standard at the moment. He should have last year. Yeah. Matty Lloyd said it a couple of weeks ago and I loved it. He goes, the problem's not Lance Franklin. It's how many times his teammates treat him like he is Lance Franklin. Yes. They're so buddy centric. Yeah. They're conditioned to think that, oh, this guy, it's like, it's not the answer. No. It's definitely not the answer. I feel the same way about. And it's at the detriment of Logan McDonald's development. Oh, 100%. Yeah. And, um, 100%. And that McLean fella, he's not going to get a go at it. Yeah. Well, Armady, if he didn't pull his fucking hammy off the bone, would have had more of a chance too. Yeah. But yeah, I think Sydney's in a position where, not that I'd ever suggest it's a great idea, but if you don't make the finals and you get another draft pick, might not be the worst thing in the world. Yeah. Let's have a buddy farewell season. Mm-hmm. And you can be celebrated, you know, versus every team. Everyone that will get cheer squads or fans giving him a standing O. That's the last time we're going to see him as a champion. We can reverse think- the booing narrative. Yep. And we can give him a send off and celebrate him. Well, David best- King. David King was already putting it on the agenda that I think it's a, is it round seventeen will be his last appearance at the MCG against Richmond. So the date and times to be confirmed, but I don't know. Richmond Sydney might be a Saturday night game. Yeah, but yeah. do it now. Yeah. Do it right now. Yeah. Let Sydney fans know you'll get bums on seats. Yeah. Um, you'll get standing ovations from opposition crowds. Yeah. And Dude, you'll, I'm tempted you'll get to get on go, my draft pick. Yeah, I'm tempted to go to that. And then if you play him every week yeah. and they still target him, no one will criticize you for it. Yeah. It'll be the, they know their season's over, but he's having a farewell tour. They don't want to be bottom four, mm. but they'll take pick six yeah. and a buddy farewell tour and a few extra ticket sales. Mm. Fucking win-win, boys. Yeah. You got a young group. You don't need to rush anything. So. And they'll be they'll be all right. They'll be all right. This year's Probably just- sounds counterproductive to their fans who yeah. might hold a glimmer of hope they can turn it on, but mm. you got to look long picture, guys. Yeah. You're three and six. Well, the biggest swan's Nuffy I know. Couldn't believe my eyes. He has absolutely conceded that this season is not theirs. Yeah. Yeah. Good. That's exactly what he should be doing. Yeah. Um, 
There's a couple more games to touch on, but uh, we've been prattling on for nearly an hour already. How about we take a quick break? Yep. And when we come back, we'll rip through them. We've still got the votes to come. And uh, we've got a couple of interesting talking points, including uh, checking back in on that Jacob Van Ruin decision yep. from the Tribunal. Beautiful. Hey there, Fatside family. Jacko and I want to thank you for supporting the program and listening every week. We'd love if you could jump on our socials, give us a like, and of course, make sure that if you're listening through Spotify, that you hit that bell button so you get the pod as soon as it drops, fresh, every single week. We will be here every round of 2023. Thanks again. Let's get stuck back into it. And we're back, mate. Yes, we are. I'd love to play a little game with you. Oh. So something that caught my eye. Yep. A little bit of a gripe. Probably got suckered in by the clickbaity nature of uh, how this has been formatted, but I'm taking aim at the Fox Footy Round Nine report card. Okay, they yep. like to put out. Is it the A B C D F E F? Yeah, yeah. I'm not sure if you remember your time at school, but yeah, standard yep. report card structure. Yep, is what we're talking. I about. missed the A there, and I've got a kid on the way, so I better get my alphabet back in order. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, just give me the, give me what you'd grade each team in mm-hmm. each contest. Now we've already done, we've gone over some, but we'll do them real quickly. Quick fire answer. Uh, Richmond Geelong. How are you grading each team? Uh, B plus Richmond and C minus uh, D D Geelong. Right. So uh, Richmond got an A plus. Oh, okay. And Geelong got a C minus. Okay. Right. Yep. Gold Coast Suns, West Coast Eagles. Uh, I give Gold Coast a A. I give Eagles a, well, it's an F. It's an F. Ding, ding, ding. Correct. Oh, bang. That's two points to you. Yep. Sydney, Fremantle. I give Fremantle an A plus and I give Sydney an E minus. Sydney received a D plus. Okay. And the Gold Coast Suns received an A, not an A. Fremantle. Plus. Oh, sorry, Fremantle. Fremantle. Fremantle an received an A, okay. not an A plus. Yeah. Well, I'm giving it an A plus because it's a win on the road mm-hmm. out of form. So North Port. Yeah. Uh, Port. Just give them an A for getting the job done. And Seven, an, seventy points though. Yeah. What would be an A plus? Hundred. <laughs> Probably an A plus. Then I don't know. Yeah. Might be right in front of you. North. Um, North. Oh, it's an F. Has to be. Yeah, so it was A plus and F. Oh, okay. Thank mm-hmm. you. Ding, ding. Well done. So now we get to the gritty stuff. Okay. Melbourne, Hawthorne. That was a 54-point win to Melbourne. Yeah. What are you? What scores are you giving them? Melbourne. I'm going to give Melbourne a B plus. Yep. And I'm going to give a D minus yep. to Hawthorne. Well, it was D and A, so you're not too far off. Okay. That's okay. Brisbane, Essendon. I'm going to give Essendon a B minus and I'm going to give an A to Brisbane. So B plus to Brisbane. Yep. And a C to Essendon. Okay. I I gave you a B minus, so I was half off. Mm -hmm. Yep. Carlton Bulldogs. Mm. B plus Bulldogs. Correct. D minus Carlton. C minus. C minus. So apparently scoring 59 points yep. and losing what was a winnable game. Yep. This is the C minus. Yep. All right. Adelaide. Oh, A plus. Yep. A Saint, plus. St. Kilda. D. 
Okay, I'm confused. So you're obviously on board with them. They lost by 52 points, man. Mm. Why is it a D and not an F? This is the one that bugs me. Yeah. Why is it a D and not an F? I don't know. I'm, I'm just so- I think I'm, I'm being s- too friendly to them myself. I'm so confused <laughs> by that. Yeah. I'm so confused. They had a higher ladder position. They- Defensive profile. I just don't. Yeah, the def- like what they are as a football team yeah. up until that point of the year mm. just got bent over and raped. Yeah. Like cons- for four quarters. Yeah. They showed nothing. It was over by the end of the first quarter. Mm. I didn't watch it, so maybe I would have graded an oh, F if I watched man. it. man. I yeah. mean, you know, like did you look at how it sort of played out? Like it was six goals, two to one goal, one at quarter time. And uh, I, yeah, I'd only seen four goals to the one. Right. So no, they put another two on him. Yeah, man. They put two more on them. And <laughs> yep. it was, it was the second quarter was break even, but that's yep. a problem, right? Yeah. And then it was five goals, four to two goals, two in the third. Mm. And then four goals to three in the last. Like they just, they just crushed them. Yeah. They never had a chance St. Kilda. So I, for me, that was a resounding F. That was the one that bothered me more than anything else. Fair um, enough too. And then yep. we get to the last game, Collingwood and GWS. Well, Collingwood just got the job done. They won by 65 points. A Collingwood. And I'm going to go Yeah, I'm going to give I'm going to give JWS a nice E. D minus and A. Yeah. Hmm. So there you go. It's the St Kilda one. Can we play this every week? This is good. We can play this every week. Yeah, I you like did, it. You did quite well. Thank you. So you're on board a little bit closer towards um their account than yeah. what I am. So I'm just another fox footy coward then. Yeah. I don't know if I'd give <laughs> Brisbane a B plus. Yeah. They lost a half of football against an Essendon team with like eight, nine key outs. Mm. So, Not to mention Dylan Shield going down too. I mean, how much more could have gone right for them? Yeah. In terms of the team they got to play against. Yeah. Um, it did result in a 40 point win. I'll give them that. Yeah, I bet Brisbane. I bet Chris Fagan was hope uh, was wishing it was a sixty-five point win. I don't think Chris Fagan would give that a B plus. Is my yeah is where I'm. He at. didn't look happy at the end of the game. It shouldn't have. No, no. Um, and I don't think Ross Lyon would think that that was a D. Yeah, I think that he would think that that is clearly a failure. Yeah, because if they had the potential to win that game by twenty, they missed their target by eighty points. Yeah. So if you look at it like that. What is what do you think this means for St Kilda now? Um, shaky. It it changes. It certainly changes. I, st- I still, for I, the record, think they'll play finals. Their draw just if R- they don't play finals. Yeah. It's so harsh to say this, but I'll say it. If they do not play finals, looking at their draw, yeah. this season is a failure. Yeah. And not in the Carlton way of like, if we don't make finals, it's not the end of the world. They might start believing in Boyd again. You never know. <laughs> <laughs> I'll say that until the end of time. But it does make you think twice about what they're going to be able to do going forward, does it not, St Kilda? A little bit, yeah. Well, if they're getting blown out the park against a, well, a middle-of-the-road team at the moment. Yeah, that's yeah, fair. Yeah, then, yeah, you've got every right to um to have your concerns. I mean, who have they got this week? They've got GWS. Oh, they, it's up there. soft, man. Yeah. It's soft up until their buy. <laughs> After their buy, they get challenged a little bit. They got a couple, couple of tough Jeez. games. GWS and Hawth- Hawthorne. What a way to bounce back. That's what I mean. Yeah. yeah, it's really so. You can see how they should just win the next couple, next three. Yeah, I think who have they got after Hawthorne? Sydney up there? 
winnable. That's post buy. Post buy. That's their that's their post buy run. So I think they've got Sydney, Richmond, and Brisbane, or something to that effect. And they have Sydney, Richmond, and Brisbane, correct? Yeah. And I think that will make life yeah a Richmond, lot Richmond at the MCG won't be easy. Brisbane at Marvel. It's Brisbane. Won't be easy. It's Brisbane. It won't be easy on that fast deck. And the reason it won't be easy is I think that St. Kilda, Mm. I'm reticent to say Ross Lyon or his game style, but something about them has been uncorked for me. Yeah. I think part of their game style got picked apart by Brad Scott. Yeah. Because he was able to win so much of the game time. Um, and then they had a pretty cushy game the next one, um, next one. But then Collingwood sort of figured something out about them as well. So their last five rounds, they're averaging 71 points for. Mm. It's not enough in the modern game. That's the Ross, that's the Ross Lion of old. Yeah. And they haven't all been... 2009 Ross. They haven't all been tough games. I don't understand how they're scoring so low. Yeah. They went from being quite decent, like round... I know they hit 90 a couple of times. Yeah. Um, round one was only 67, but then they had 90 points against you guys on the board. They yeah. had 90 points against us on the board. Yeah. 113 against the Suns, who they punished. Yeah. And from that point onwards, they are averaging 71 points mm. for. Something has been figured out about them. Yeah. They've added team memory back in. Like, mm. I, I just don't... Yeah. What's, well, I don't know if you've noticed... Defensively, you get them one on one, you'll win. Yeah, yeah. That well, look, let's. Well, you you won't win hundred percent of the time, but you know you they're vulnerable. Yeah, let's when, be, when they're when they're one on one. Let's be real. They like guys like. Well, is it the return of well, Dougal Howard's not your answer? I was about to say, is it the return of Dougal Coward? Yeah, I think it is. That's so fucking harsh, <laughs> but like, it's a funny nickname, right? It's a funny it nickname. Yeah. But he got fucking towed up on the weekend. Mm. By an old man. Yeah. Who's a very good player. Mm. Towed up. And the Cal Wilkie thing was, I wasn't sure it was going to last all the way to the All-Australian selection, put it that way. Well, I should go and get Ben Mackay. Well, he's younger. Yeah. Fits the rest of their list a bit more. Yeah. So it's definitely something to think about. And uh, our man on the ground um, in Seaford, <laughs> Paddy, <laughs> Paddy Mayer, he's furious. A, a young fellow like Windhager is not getting a shot. Yeah. Yeah, he wasn't happy, was he? No, and no. I, it's probably a sign that he was more of a uh, Bwet disciple yeah. than a Wasp disciple mm. because, yeah, he's out of favor. Mm. And a young guy who looked like he had a lot of promise. So, yeah, yeah, I'm not sure what this means for St. Kilda. They can play themselves back into a little bit of form, but if they find a way to lose to GWS, yeah. who should be rightly pissed off with that effort on the weekend, yeah. Um, and I imagine Adam Kingsley, they'll be... They're better than that, I think. They are better than that. Yeah. They've been better than that all year. Yeah. I mean, Collingwood are a very good team, so they credit are. where credit's due, but they are much better than that. They kept it scrappy for a while. Yeah. And they just got run over. Yeah. Yeah. But um, yeah, if St. Kilda have truly lost that firepower, then it will be a close game. Mm. And I think that that's... It'll be interesting when Max is back. It will. Yeah. Yeah. Well, if he comes back and he kicks goals like he was before he went out, it's mm. not going to help them. They're still going to have a low scoring profile. Yeah. Yeah. Which means teams will always be in the fight against them. Mm. So anyway, um, 
But yeah, the uh, Brisbane Essendon game, I don't know. If only they could play us every week, hey? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Brisbane Essendon game. We well, I didn't watch it. I came around to yours and um, gladly <laughs> was watching your game because I yeah. assumed it would be more interesting, and it was yeah. in the end. Um, Collingwood GWS. I flicked on, then watched the Avalanche, and then I saw Jack Ginneman kick that absolute tin ass toe poke. Yeah, tin ass toe poke. Tell you what, wasn't tin ass. Bobby Hill's little goal. Oh, that is so nice, man. Nice. Oh, probably had a couple of. The line coaches at GWS being like, yeah, fuck. Yeah. We Big time. It. Yeah, he can do that stuff. Yeah. yeah he's, fuck, he's good. I really like him. He's good, man. Um, but Adelaide. Yeah. What do we think about them right now? They're in the eight. Yeah. Um, and not by virtue of percentage. They're half a game in there compared to Carlton. So they're in the eight. Are they genuinely a finals team? Yeah. Yeah. I think they've got the profile. So that bracket of teams we were talking about, which included you... Adelaide, Carlton, Essendon. Yeah. As like from a few weeks ago as the most likely candidates to fill maybe the last two spots in the eight. Yeah. At the moment, it's Adelaide and you guys. Yeah. I think there's still some potential for that to fluctuate. Mm-hmm. I, I hope there's potential for it to fluctuate. Yeah. Adelaide look legit. So you're a game above them, but I would rather yep. have Adelaide at the moment. Yeah. If I was betting on a horse. Yeah. To make finals. Yeah. Geelong, does this change anything for them, that loss? No. No. Nothing. As soon nah. as the cattle comes back, cattle. they'll be fine. Yeah. 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 Guthrie, Guthrie and Dangerfield, it's massive outs. Yeah. Who else? They're missing. Brad, Brad Close. Brad Close, look, he's, he's, he's an average footballer at best, but God, they missed him. They missed him. They missed his, they missed his forward run, his pace, his tackling. Yeah. For sure. Grind Myers, man, he played really well. He did play very well. He's having yeah. a very good year. Yeah. Staking a claim. Um, and in the absence of Stengel, they need it as yeah. well. And do you know why I think Grind Myers is playing well? Because he just knows his role now. He knows it. He knows he plays. He just plays his percentages and his he, he just plays his role mm. and he knows what he can and can't do now. He was trying a lot of things he knew he probably, he probably knew he couldn't do. Yeah. I'll give him massive credit because I really disliked his game the last few years. Yeah. And he, something has changed, and I think you're right. It's it's all around the decision making. Yes, yeah. And he simplified it all. Yeah, full credit to him because he had the he could have run the risk of um, being a. Oh, it sounds like I'm picking on the guy, but a Ginnivan type. Yeah, you know, has some real selfish acts. Yep, thinks it's about him. Bailey Fritch, watch me mix it with the two best fucking forwards going yep. around. It's like, yeah, but if you just if you just kick them the ball, the Bailey Fritch mindset without the polish. Yeah, yeah. Yep, totally agree. So he's yeah, he's changed something. It's yep. remarkable. Brad Close, they lost through suspension. I thought that one was a bit harsh, but question without notice: hmm. Who is your premiership favourite right now? Oh, I don't have one. No, nah. and I think that's reasonable. Yeah, yeah. Hmm. If you gun to my head, it's Melbourne. Same. Yeah. Yep. It's Dwayne's as well. Yep. He he mounted a case today, and I agreed with him. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. They've got. I still think they've got room for growth. Mm. They've got two top 10 midfielders. They've got two top 10 Ruckman. Yep. <laughs> Stephen May could play a lot better. Yep. Um, they're still yet to figure out their forward line. And they've got a draw that means that they've still got a lot of like easily winnable games to come Melbourne. So I think that uh, the reality is they're going to win 16 or 17 games. Yeah. Yeah. Is how it looks. Mm. Collingwood look like they're going to win 16 or 17. But if you... 
if there was a prelim held tomorrow, I'd still tip Melbourne. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. So I don't have a lot of good reason. But yeah, the Brad Close, I was going to go on a tangent talking about the Jacob Van Ruyen thing. Yeah. It was really interesting. I listened to David Zeta on the radio. Yeah. And he was talking about the complications around the challenge yep. at the tribunal. And he made a really interesting, little bit of interesting insight where he was talking about how Jeff Gleason felt that last year when Paddy Cripps got off, and he definitely shouldn't have no, for mine, no. that a lot of it was based around an interpretation of the language and Jeff Gleason's directions to the tribunal, which centered around whether it was a reasonable act or mm-hmm. reasonably foreseeable that an injury or damage could occur. And David Zeta's point was this year, Jeff Gleason, based on the fact that he had his fucking pants pulled down last year, when everyone look, that looked at that should have thought that Paddy Cripps should have gotten a week. Yeah. That he's so intent on not getting embarrassed by the same mistake that they used the argument of Jacob Van Ruyen should have seen it as reasonably foreseeable that he was going to cause impact. Mm. Rather than that is a reasonable football act. It's clearly a reasonable football act. Yeah. But we've got some fuckwit lawyer type dickhead yeah. aiming specifically to ban players yeah. to prove that he can do his job. Mm. This is not what we want at AFL tribunals. It's a massive issue. And who said the term hostage to litigation? Someone said it during the week last uh, week. Yeah. I- can't remember who it was, and I just thought, that's fucking brilliant, because mm. that's exactly what it is. Okay, so that rules out David King. <laughs> Absolutely rules out <laughs> David King. But yeah, we've let we've let these legal boffins with their legalese take control of a system that should just be about, did that guy try and hurt that guy? And we're looking at a kid try and spoil the ball, yeah. and we're talking about giving him multiple weeks. Yeah. It has gone way too far. Zero malice. Yeah. I don't even know how you argue intent at <laughs> all. And we remember when we used to have the intent conversation? Yeah. Yeah. And now we're at the stage where it's just reasonable. Mm. I don't even know what that fucking means in yeah. the circumstances. <laughs> and some fuckwit is allowed to walk into a room and decide whether a player is playing next week yeah. based on his interpretation of that word at any one time. Yeah. I think that's disgraceful. Yeah. I really do. Yeah. Well, it's not about the kid or the case, it's about him. Yeah, yeah, it seems to be. Yeah. So, anyway, you mentioned David King. Yeah, I'm sure you've got some gems tucked away. In your yeah, I've got body. a couple of browning arounds for you this week, Bob. Please do browning around, browning around. It's <laughs> my little jingle. Um, <clears throat> uh, for those of you who forgot, browning around is named after the one, the only Tom Brown. Tom Brown. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, David King was on radio this morning with Jared, as he normally is on a Monday, spitting shit, and um. Yeah, pretty much retired buddy this morning, which, you know, we all are. Yep. And um, yeah, what a career it's been. Legend of the game. Does not want buddy. We don't, he don't want to lose him to the game. Uh, oh, I often speak to horse, you know, he's a footy nuffy. He's a footy nuffy. Like he talks about footy all the time. He loves the game. He cares about the game. Horse or buddy? Buddy. Right. Yeah. Okay. Yep. yep. Which is great to hear. He goes, I hope, I just hope we don't lose him forever to the game. I hope that maybe maybe one day, you know, uh, an ambassadorial role. Sure, sure. This is what nearly had me fall off the forklift, Bob. Mm-hmm. He goes, oh, I mean, he'd be great in the media. 
Excuse me? Yeah. Get him in the media. A guy who clearly has no skills to... Oh, my God. Dude. Given like five interviews ever. Ever. And one of them was with his best mate, yeah. Jordan Lewis. Well, it's. I think he gives an interview every time he's sober. Yeah. That's <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's rough. Yeah. Uh, well, his best one ever was coming out of spoilers. Ah, credit to the girls. You know, we went in there, two two thousand bucks. Had a jacuzzi. Oh, and Hannah's came through late. Yeah, came through late with the clearance and just handed me off the bag. And oh, I was oh yeah, it was great. <laughs> <laughs> but um, nah, it stumped me, Bob. That's branding around shit. Like you, he's been in the game for twenty years. And you, you seriously think that he has any skills, any sort of skill set or interest in um, all of a sudden becoming a media figure? The guy hates the media, dude. The thing else, let me try and justify why David King might have, not justify. Yeah. But. Um, I was about to say, I thought I'd never hear you say that. No, not just justify is the incorrect term. Let me try and rationalize why David King may have said it. Yeah. It's because his best mate who had a, off-field and on-field on profile, exactly like Lance Franklin, yeah. was given a job for fucking years in the media. Yes. Yeah. And didn't stop carrying on off-field the way yeah. that he had when he was playing. Yeah. yeah. So David King thinks it's fine. The yeah. boys club will protect you, mate. Yeah. yeah well, off. funnily enough, we know nothing about Buddy because he's very private and he seems to have got all his ducks in a row. You well, know, he's, he's if married. If someone who hung around 161 yeah. from the years 2012 to 2014, you know quite a bit. So Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Let me tell you. <laughs> but from the outer, it looks like he's ducks in a row now. Yeah, he looks healthier. He's got kids. He's married. Oh, yeah, of know. course he's settled down. But yeah, he doesn't do interviews down. now. No. And I don't think he does much in the Sydney media. I'm, uh, look, it, it obviously worked for him. Yeah. He went to Sydney. The contract was fantastic and it worked. He's, yeah. you know, fixed large chunks of his life. and Yeah. Yeah. So good for him. But I'm not sure the media is the right role. No, no. Uh, certainly a line coach. AFLW. Yeah. <laughs> Let's fucking go. Yeah. Uh, a line coach. I'm sure he'd be a good coach. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. So why couldn't he have just said that? Sydney will find a role for him. Of course they will. Yeah. yeah. They're yeah. not stupid. He'll be at Sydney for life, man. Mm. Yeah. And if he's not, he'll be even or maybe Gold Coast or Brisbane might even head further north. But um, I think a man like Tom Harley is smart enough to figure out a way not to lose the... um the IP asset that is Buddy Franklin. Oh, all it is is presence. Mm. I mean, um, he walks in a room that, you know, yeah. Forget Nick Dacos. Whispery, but whispery Whispers. Franklin. <laughs> whispery flank. Whispery. Wow. Whispery. Whispery flank. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> whispery Franklin. Got it. Um, and another mini branding around, David King. You were there. We witnessed it. Bro. Talking about, so um, Jimbo. Uh, James McDonald, O McDonald, James O'Donnell debuted for the Dogs. Um, son of Scoob, um, the great man Simon O'Donnell played Test cricket for Australia, <coughs> World Series cricket for Australia, and 26, 26 famous games for the Red, White, and Black in the eighties. Yeah. Um, and what was he doing during those games? Kicking right? bags of three goals. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he was out there kicking bags of three. Yeah, he said that bags of three. Do you know who were kicking bags in the 80s? Dunstall and Lockett. Do you know what their bags were? 15, 16, 17 goals. That's a bag, brother. That is a bag. Yeah. Threes, yeah. not even a handful. Yeah, yeah. Ugh. So Simon O'Donnell was kicking satchels. <laughs> kicking satchels? Yeah, he was kicking satchels. Ziploc. Ziploc. <laughs> Ziplocs. Yeah. Fucking lunchboxes, mate. 
<laughs> yeah. So um, David King, shut up. Kicking Give us eight, a spell. Eight balls. Yeah. <laughs> That's a drug reference if uh, for anyone out there yeah. who uh, had the same history as me. What's an eight ball, money? <laughs> who are you listening to? <laughs> oh, Bobby, I think I know him. Bob and Jacko said eight ball. <laughs> oh, God. 38-year-old woman, single woman. <laughs> Bobby, oh. Go way back. <laughs> uh, terrible. Anyway, let's move right along from that. Um, tips, how many did you get this week? Surely. Seven. Fuck off. How yeah. did you get seven? Seven. Did you go a bit rogue? Uh, no. No. I just tipped cleverly. I got, um, I got nine, mate. You got nine? Yeah. The fuck? Yeah, get a fucking, get a big dog up here. You tipped Richmond. I think I must have. I swear it's nah, out. Let nah, me nah. log back in. You tipped six, bro. Oh, I thought, okay, I must have been dyslexic. Your nine is upside down, <laughs> I was brother. Looking, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Because it said, the little pop down popped up, it said fantastic effort. And I yeah. was like, that says nine. That's yeah. fucking brilliant. Yeah, well, they're being condescending to you because you got six. Fuck you. Yeah, I was kind of in now. Sam, Sammy Cannon uh, won, I think he won the tipping this week in our group. Uh, eight. Uh, Amy got eight as well, so. That's off to Amy. Um, Sam was the only one that tipped Richmond out of the whole group. So pretty In tough. essence, it was probably a really wise tip. Yeah. But yeah. I just thought the result would look exactly like that the yeah. other way the around. The other way around. Yeah. 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 Um, Not my 56-point drubbing that I uh, tipped. Jesus. But, um, yeah, uh, I'll tell you who let me down. It was, yeah, Geelong and Sydney. I tipped Sydney. But, um, yeah. Yep. You tipped the Blues. Yeah, fuck you. Yeah. And your dodgy football club. Oh, <laughs> uh, dear. Yeah. Oh, well, tip seven. So we'll take that. I've come up from 13th to 10th. Will I make the eight? Probably not. Mate, we're not making the eight. Nah. There's no chance. We started poorly. I don't There's yeah. two weeks I haven't put them in. So it's, yeah. it's not happening on that ladder. But um, yeah, it's been a rough year for tipping, but it has ironed itself out, right? Like last week we said, if you didn't get eight or nine, you're a fool. Yeah. And to be honest, if you didn't I think get everyone did in the group. Seven would be the average yeah. this week. Yeah. So it is becoming slightly easier to to sort out the yeah, tips. Yeah, there were a lot of sevens mm. in the group. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. For sure. So we'll see. I should, I mean, I'm at that stage now with the punting. Some of the the prices that they're offering for same games. Yep. It's atrocious. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like, oh, this guy's a dollar oh fucking four for twenty touches. I'm like, you know, you still have to get twenty touches. They're not easy to. You don't just rock up and get them. You got to earn them. It's like he averages twenty four. Mm. That team has a tagger. Yeah. And Scott, you Pe- Scott Pendlebury. Yeah, yeah. You were saying fourteen, that you did. 14 disposals, man. I mean, it will be a season low. Yeah. You know, so these things happen, and yeah, fucking career low. They they <laughs> offer you, they offer you nothing. I got a dollar nineteen for his twenty or more as well. Mm. Yeah, I think the way to do it, which I had success with this weekend, was doing a whole weekend's worth of. Some of it was win loss, some of it was pick your own line for mm. team handicaps and stuff. But yeah, I cleaned up. Yep. So I think that's the way to go because I've been doing a better job with the tipping in the last few weeks than I have with possessions. Oh, I don't know how. I'm doing my tips right now. Your game, dude. Fuck. Where we might still be without Ridley, we'll certainly be without Parish. We'll yeah. still be without Laverde. There's not a lot coming back. This Shield. Week. Is Don't it? know. Yet to be determined. Oh. So it's really tough. We're barely going to have any ins. Yeah. So at this at this stage, yeah. I mean, hopper out for Richmond, but yeah. 
It's a, it's a tricky one. They're starting favourites and they they deserve to. Yeah. Greg Tivendale in, I'm hearing. Early <laughs> mail. <laughs> Mick Duffy. Mick in. Duffy. <laughs> uh, it's a highly underused name, Nick Duffy. Yeah. Oh, dear. All right. Well, let's go through them. Yes. All right. Uh, starting. Huge game, actually. Mm-hmm. Massive. Yep. Uh, Port Adelaide, Melbourne at Adelaide Oval. Yep. Who are you taking? Well, I can't say that Melbourne are my gun-to-head premiership favourites and then not tip them in this game. Yeah. Because I'm not sure Port are a top-four team, although they're clearly clearly a finalist-type team or they yep. have the profile of. I think that the the midfield battle is obviously won by Melbourne. Yeah. I don't think Port have enough levers to slow that down. Gorn and Grundy will murder Brintakel, brother. This is exactly where I was going. Yeah. There is no scenario in which Melbourne lose clearances, in my opinion. Yeah. Because even when I've watched them get beaten in the ruck, we beat them in the ruck. Yeah. Like that worked that night. Yep. Mate, I still watched Clayton Oliver and Christian Petrarca shark taps. Yeah. And I was like, you fucking bastards. How'd you figure that out in like a quarter? Like yeah. they're so intelligent as yeah. well. Yeah. And they're so in sync that, yeah. So they're going to smash them in the midfield. It's just a question of whether the Melbourne forwards can do the damage. Yeah. Mm. But I... Do like the idea of Stephen May and that backline being challenged by Todd Marshall. Todd Marshall. Charlie. Will Charlie be back? Maybe. Wait and see. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but uh Rioli won't be. Good. Yeah. You deserve that too. <laughs> so yeah, look, I mean there's outs on both sides, but I think, yeah, the the price dollar sixty eight for Melbourne, that's I think that's very sensible. Yeah. I've actually shown a bit of respect here for Port Adelaide. I've tipped Melbourne by fifteen points. So you're in the same ballpark that I am. The bet that I'll end up putting down will be, it's a super safe one, which I love using, but it's either team under 39 and a half. Nice. Yeah. So it feels safe in a game like this. Yep. Very nice. Beautiful. Yeah. Next game. <laughs> Thanks, mate. Uh, North Melbourne, Sydney. Lag time, Hollands. What a, um, what a, what a spectacle this will be. <laughs> <laughs> I can't fucking wait, Bob. What do you think? Obviously, the Clarko honeymoon period is over, and a few people have said it. It lasted three rounds. Yeah. It was an off season, and mm. then it was not because it was a question of whether he'd be the coach, and then he was going to be the coach, and then the honeymoon period was three games, man. Yeah. And now it's a, now it's like, it's silly to use the um, antonym and say divorce is looking, but you get my point. Yeah. It's like, this is a marriage gone bad already. Yeah. This is marrying a girl you met on Tinder six months ago. Mm. It's just, you just, yeah, this is crazy. Mm. Something's got to change. Well, she needs to shave her pubes, mate. (laughs) (laughs) No way I married her if she hadn't shaved her pubes already. That's too good. Oh, dear. Um, (laughs) No, you find out she still calls her ex every day. (laughs) Fuck me. Um... Something's got to give them in. I mean, the yeah. Sydney team, we just said season's over. Mm. And they're struggling. Mm. And they're likely to win by 10 goals. <laughs> yeah. So I, I just don't know what that says about where North are. The line's 38 and a half. Yeah. And I expect it to go past that. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Mm. I think Sydney by 55 points. Well, they, yeah, they're going to be playing on a dry deck at Marvel. This yeah. is not, you know, the best, the most competitive they've been in a game recently mm. was St. Kilda because they had them... Was yep. that, where was that game played? Was that at Marvel? Sydney. Oh, that was at Marvel, the St. Kilda game. 
They play St Kilda? Yeah. I can't remember. Yeah, North played St Kilda. Oh, North. Yeah, North. My bad. Yeah, that yeah, was yeah. at Marvel. Yeah, I thought you meant the Swans. I'm like, no. The Port one we thought would not be as bad because it was at Tasmania. Yeah. Mm, wrong. Wrong. Completely wrong. So, <sighs> I don't know how it's not Sydney. I'm just going to say North lose by 10 goals every week. Yeah. Until they turn it around, how am I to say anything else? No idea, brother. I mean, would you comfortably put the 40 plus into your multi yeah. this week? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I think I would too. I think this is the training run Sydney need. Like a super safe bet would be Sydney 25 plus. Yeah. Super safe. Put the house on it, brother. Oh, I'll do that. Yeah. Right now. No worries. Uh, huge game, this one. Huge. It's just a shame it's at the paddock in Ballarat. Western Bulldogs, Adelaide, Bob. Your tip, please. <laughs> Why do you sell games to paddocks in Ballarat? I don't know, but this would have been 40,000 plus at Marvel. Oh, yeah. yeah. This would have been a good game to watch at Marvel. Yeah. I would have said, let's go yeah. watch this game. Yep. It'll be fast-paced, heaps yep. of pressure. Yeah, it'll be awesome. Yep. Um, well, obviously, I'm tipping Adelaide. Yep. They're more in form than what you are. Yep. And I just think that they've got, I mean, they've got a top four forward line. Yeah, they do. And you do not have a top four back line, so I just think it causes some problems. But yep. they there have been occasions this year where their midfield has been beaten. Yep. And it has really troubled them. So you're going to need a stellar performance from your midfield. Yep. A stellar performance. And if you get that, you're in the hunt. Yep. But if it's a, you know, Bont maybe started a bit slowly or had a quiet 23-touch game or, you know, Bailey Smith all of a sudden couldn't kick again anymore or whatever, you are going to need all your midfielders working in concert to win them over. Yep. And if you can just punish them. Yep. With what I wouldn't give to see some divergent leading patterns from your forwards mm. and stretch out that Adelaide back line. Yeah. So there's definitely a way in which you win this game. I'm yep. just going to tip Adelaide, but I'll keep it close. I'll say it'll be two goals. Yeah. Yeah, mm. for sure. And I've got no problem with Oh, you guys are starting favourites. We are, yeah. Have I misread this situation? Yeah. Oh, we won a flag in 2016, didn't you? Remember? Don't you remember? Oh, oh. shut your fucking mouth. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm tipping us because I've looked up the weather. It's going to be cold. It's going to be wet. What's your history there at Mars Stadium? We lost Adelaide by two points last year. <laughs> they were significantly worse than they are now. Oh, one point. One point, yeah. Oh, that hurts. Mm. That hurts a lot. You've had their Tex, me- Tex won the game for them. You've had their measure for a long time before that, except yep. for 2018. Yeah. That must have been a Mars game, 63 to 26. That is bloody low scoring in 2018. Mm. Fuck, staggering. Mm. Fair enough. Yeah, I'm just taking us. Fair I'm enough. Not. No, no, no. Yep. Nothing to um, nothing to sneeze at. That'll yep. be my either team under 39 and a half again. Very nice. Mm-hmm. All right, next one. Be the one game we finally make it. <laughs> 64 points. Now, nah. <laughs> uh, Freo Geelong over there. Yep. Who are you taking? Depends on how many players the Cats get. Yep. Frio have definitely figured something out. Yep. They don't deserve to start favourite. No. And I'll probably end up tipping Geelong no matter what. Yeah. Because I think there'll be a little bit of a response. Yeah. I'm tipping Geelong and sticking with it for what it's worth. By how much? Not much. Yeah. yeah. That's where I'm Like stuck. a max of 25 points, I would have thought. Do you think Jeremy Cameron has a revenge game? Yeah. Or a makeup game? Oh. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I do. I think you'll like that night. I mean, 
I mean, he played in the MCG, but the Optus Stadium's the same. If it's dry, yeah, it's the same. Up the ground, yeah. It feels like Freo have a lot of different defenders who could get yeah. a job on Jeremy Cameron, though. Yeah. So I wonder if they're um, multiple matchups. Yeah, if they Plan try B. that tactic and just drive him into the ground as much as possible. Yeah. But he's so fit; it's so hard to do. Mm. Yeah, I'll I'll probably end up taking the Cats, but it is ins dependent. All right, off to the Gabatoire. Q-Clash. Q-Clash. Lovely. Brisbane versus Gold Coast. Yeah, it'll be Brisbane for me. Yep. They're rolling along. Yep. They're, 35 points, I reckon. Yeah. Yep. They're, they're top three at the moment on percentage, but I imagine they'll be a top three team at the end of the year. Yeah, correct. I think they've already had a little bit of a rocky period and they've already figured a few things out. Yeah. And some guys have really stepped up. Yeah. And they did a lot of it without... I mean, they're still doing it without the best of Hugh McCluggage. And yeah. You know, Lockie Neal being good every second game or two, uh, like two out of three. Yeah. Not consistent Brownlow type performance. Um, Cam Rayner, who looked like at the start of the year was going to blossom, could keep going a little bit harder. Yep. I think it's fair to say. So, yeah, they've got a few gears. Yep. Mm. Yep. So, yeah, same Brisbane for mine. How much by though? Let's 35 a, points. Oh, fuck you. That was exactly the area I was going to say. <laughs> All right. That's not interesting content, is it? Yeah, no. Nah. Um, Dream time at the G. Yeah, look, I'm going to tip us for no, no other reason than it's my team. Yeah. I was really proud of that first half. Yeah. And you should be. I know we lost by 40 points, but, you know, I said to you pre-pod, we're talking about who might feature in our votes for the MVP this week and... Joe Danaher's name gets brought up and I said, he was playing against a guy who's played five games, came yeah. out of the fucking preseason draft and is a forward. Yeah. It might be the same story this week, mm. but the fact that we beat them for a half of football, like we kicked a few goals, we made it competitive. I think we can do that against Richmond and I'm very much of the opinion Richmond won that game for a couple of factors. They did look like the Richmond of old, yeah. which happens to be the kryptonite of that Geelong team. Yeah. You're going to run at you and pressure you. Well, unfortunately, we're quite good at dealing with that by running the other way. Yeah. So I'm not sure it's as, as effective against us. Mm. That said, it they'll probably beat us by 40 points. I, th- I think they've won the last 13 contests against us. Yeah. It's a big number. It is. Yeah. So a bit foolish to tip my team, but I'll have some faith. Yeah. I'm going to tip Richmond. Smart. But we'll see. It might change. Fucking leave me hanging like that. Yeah. Like failed orgasm territory. Let's yep. uh, go to the Hawthorne West Coast game, the Harley Reid Cup. The Harley Reid Cup. <laughs> um, it's in Tassie. This might sound really ridiculous. I think Hawthorne will smash them. No, I don't think that's ridiculous. I think they'll smash them, dude. Yeah. Yeah. I, that, this could be a rare 50-point win for Hawthorne. And if I'm Sam Mitchell, Chad Wingard is not playing in this football game. Good. They have to drop him. Yes. He's a small forward. This is round 10. He's kicked two goals this year, Bob. Do they need to send a statement? Yeah, yeah. You think so? Yeah, yeah. Mm. I think so. There's, there's still standards. You've got to set standards. Yeah. They've yeah. got some undroppable guys, though. Yeah. In the sense that, like, Dylan Moore has dropped off a tiny bit yeah. from where he started, and he's got a leadership position, so you can't drop him. No, no. So you can only make... Blokes you can't drop. Hardwick, Hardwick, Jath... It looked like Jath hurt himself in that game on the weekend as well. So yeah. we'll see if he plays. But um, yeah, Sicily, the Ruckman. Yeah. 
Yeah, sorry. <laughs> Inside joke. Yeah. Um, Sicily, the two Ruckman. Meek had a great game. Yeah. Actually, you might be able to drop Reeves. Lloyd Sleek. Lloyd Sleek. <laughs> Lloyd, it's not all bleak. Yeah. <laughs> oh, fuck. Um, yeah, drop him. Why not? Yeah, Lloyd had a much better week. <laughs> How long you fucking got? Oh, dear me. Anyway. Uh, yeah, I think Hawthorne smash West Coast. I, I can't buy into the to the smish, but I will. Yeah, I'll definitely be tipping a Hawthorne victory here. Yeah. I'll probably keep it to the 1 to 40. And I must say, I certainly won't be watching it. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> no. I'll be checking the super coach scores for my relevant players, and then I'll be moving. I can't right possibly along. put this on my television, man. God, no, man. Nah. No, 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 no. But no. what I can watch is the next game. <laughs> oh, yeah. Carlton, Collingwood, Bob, huge. Um, Not as huge as it should have been. Punch on in the stands? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Angry Carlton supporters? Yeah. And will they leave at halftime this week? (laughs) That should be. That should be the over under. Yeah. Yeah. The minute mark of the third quarter. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, fuck. That's entertaining. Yeah. Um, Definitely punch on's in the stands territory for me. Yeah. A real um, tinderbox this game. Yeah. These Carlton supporters have been angry for a while. Yeah. And to be honest, the arrogance of Collingwood supporters is pretty close to insufferable at the moment. Mm. At the ground. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, everywhere, but at the ground in particular. I'm getting pretty sick and tired of being told by the media that we should enjoy this Collingwood team. Like They're like, oh, how can you not like them? I enjoy watching them. them. Mm. I like like quite a lot of their players, actually. Mm-hmm. Their fans fuck it all up. They do. Yeah. They make it impossible to get around them. Yeah, we had a week's conversation about booing because yeah. one club did it multiple times this year already. Yeah. For no fucking reason. Yeah. So, yeah. It's they'll, on- they'll boo Patrick Cripps or someone on the weekend. It's just what they do. It kind of is what they do. Yeah. 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 To an extent. Well, like- they're the catalysts of the Jason Horn Francis rubbish. Yeah. Yeah. 70,000 of them booing him. Did you actually, of course you saw, because I showed you earlier, um, Eddie, it must have been from uh, Footy Classified midweek last week. Had yeah. a uh, had a pretty a pretty um, ironic arrow to fire, yeah. saying that he thought the Sydney players' treatment of Nick Dacos was nothing shy of bullies. <laughs> and we, but as soon as I told you that, we were yeah. both just having a chuckle. And you yeah. rightly pointed out, has he forgotten how they treated Jack Watts on debut, an eighteen-year-old kid? Beat the fuck out of him, man. Yeah. Yeah. Bashed him off the ball. What the Sydney players did to Nick Dacos yeah. was kindergarten shit kindergarten compared to shit. what that Collingwood team And they did stopped doing Jack it Watts. really quickly. It was a first quarter statement and that's all it was. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So uh, really I, show, I showed you the clip of Gavin Wanganine copping a bit of attention. Tony Liberatore gave him a corky on the way through. That was so incredibly dirty. It's not funny, man. Yeah. The ball had left him yeah. and he threw a flying knee into his hip yeah, for no reason. Fucking little scumbag. That's my fucking guy. <laughs> That's how we do it out west, brother. <laughs> that is how you do it out west. Yeah. Fucking hell. Hence the reason why we will never live there. The grievous bodily harm bulldogs. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the yes, you're on a bulldogs. <laughs> for how long until I can get bail bulldogs? Why is my car canaried again, Bulldogs? 
Can you drive my on car's, bricks, Bulldogs? My car's strong too. Why is my neighbor's car canary that I stole the other day? <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. So who are you tipping? Carlton Collingwood. Oh, Collingwood. Of course, yeah. Collingwood. Yeah. How much? Give me a margin. I don't know. Oh, you think it could be big? Yeah. There's a world where it could be. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, of course there's a world. The way Carlton, when I watched Carlton's, their handball game in particular. Yeah. Is disgusting. Yeah, there are players stationary mm. and they're handballing sideways. Yeah, not at that forty-five angle where they find the second option out yeah. the pack. Yeah, where it breaks open the congestion. They're handballing sideways, gaining zero territory and not exiting the pressure. No, the way Collingwood apply pressure at contests, front on with extra numbers, they are going to fucking swarm that Carlton. Yeah, game. and then they have the. It's almost like the three-man weave in a warm-up of basketball, how cleanly they get out into space, Collingwood. Like you're showing your age here. No one does that anymore. But they don't, no. Everyone should know what you're referencing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's what it is. Mm. It's Mitchell. It's Mitchell, Dugowie, Crisp, bang, go. Surely you say Dacos. It does touch a lot of the football. Yeah, he's in there. If he's in space and no one's coming at him, then yeah. Yeah. He'll, he'll link up. Yeah. I um, said to you, oh, fuck it, I'll say it. Bruce Free. I know he got 40. Yeah. Fucking Bruce Free, mate. Yeah. Can't be at that many stoppage contests. Some of them center clearance stoppages or CBAs, and some of them just general midfield play stoppages. One clearance, no tackles. Yeah. Come on, bro. Mm. Anyway, 40 touches. Um, cl- obviously not the best player on the ground with these 40 touches. So I no. think people have started to realize that, yeah, the numbers, are, it's mostly fluff. It's Mason in- Cox. Mason Cox, clearly yeah. the best player, got 10 coaches' votes. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. yeah. And uh, yeah, they're like, best game he's played, the big Texan. Fucking hell. You couldn't, you, you could not play him at all. Yeah. Two years ago when you needed a backup Ruckman and a forward. Yeah. He was unplayable. Mm. So good on him. Yeah. I actually like him a lot more than I used to. Great the, guy, dude. The more I see of him on social media, yeah. he's a likable fella. Yeah. Yeah, I do like him. Yeah. I actually saw, I watched a clip just before when we went for a little, little break. Um, he was talking about his, uh, on his podcast, he was talking about his interaction with Asava Adegalea. He was asked why he... Who also had a great game. Oh, he's good, man, mm. in that position. Yeah. Yeah. Really embraced it. It's about time Geelong found a spot for him. He's not going anywhere now. He'll, well, stay, there. He'll they, stay there for good now. Another guy they wouldn't fucking play. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Um, yeah. <clears throat> they didn't let him go and... Yeah. Anyway, that's a discussion for another time. Will he stay there when De Koning and Jack Henry come back? I think I think he's earned the right to, yeah. Mm. Interesting. Yeah. Anyway, carry on. Um, Mason Cox, you were saying. Clip on his podcast. Oh, yes. Yep. Clip on his podcast. And uh, yeah, in round one, um, he had a, oh, he took a mark, took a mark or there was a free kick and he gave a little lip service on the ground to Asavarada Galea, went back, dobbed the goal, ran straight into him, shirt fronted him pointed at him, got in his face. And all he was doing was explaining that, you know, that's the battle. Savarata Galea was trash talking him. Mm-hmm. So he goes, he goes, I have every right to go back. And if, and when I kick the goal, give it back even harder. That's what the game is. Cause well, I remember people at the time going, Oh, Mason Cox, bit, bit arrogant. Nah, I got no problem with it. Yeah. So yeah. If that's the full story. That's totally fine. Yeah. Well, his ex-club president said during the week that he thought there should be a taunting rule yeah. for free kick against. Yeah. And he gave examples 
obviously not that one because yeah. that would expose his mass hypocrisy. Yeah. But he gave examples. He forgot that he taunted Trent Cotchin in a prelim a few years ago too. That explicitly mentioned that exact moment. Mm. If you kick the goal, why do you need to run up and bump the opponent? Yeah. Eddie said that those should be given as a free kick against. There you go. With a new taunting rule. You soft old prick. Yeah. Stay away. Like, oh, come on, man. Oh, but he's just a boy from Brody. <sighs> Whatever. <laughs> it's just it's just the, the hypocrisy just seeps out of his fucking gross pores sometimes. Yeah. I love what he's done for the game, but yeah. Jesus Christ, you take the microphone away from that guy. Yeah. Honestly. Yeah. Anyway, um, last game in the round, we talked about it earlier. Slight danger game for St. Kilda. Yeah. In the sense that they are very much expected to win. Yep. And yeah, to reiterate what I said, they're not kicking huge enough scores to punish teams. So mm. they may let GWS in the door. Toby Green back in could be, could change a lot. It could change a hell of a lot. Mm. And you know, they, they still got good performances from like Canelio. Lockie Ash was very good. They've still got good players touching the footy quite a bit, GWS. Yeah. So Finn Callahan looks like he's going to be a really good player. I think he'll get there one day. Yeah. yeah. Um, they've, yeah, they've got good players. Yeah. They got a good, Do you know player. who I really like Xavier O'Halloran. Oh, he's all right. He's highly good, talented man. in the off season. Yeah. yeah. Mm. And Brent Daniels has a crack. Does have a crack. Yeah. Probably a little bit underrated. Yeah. I put him in the same category as say like a Lockie Schultz at Frio. Love not it. not just the stature and whatever, but yeah. they're not an every week type of impact player. Yeah. But they're an every week effort player. Correct. Hmm. Yeah. That's a really good call, actually. Yeah. That's what I'm here to I can subscribe to that. paid to do, mate. Yeah. So who are you taking? Are you taking GWS or are you gonna stick with Saints the Saints win? Yeah. 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 Three or four goal win. Yeah. Yeah. Just outclass them. Yep. No, it's it's not hard to see. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I'll stick with a St. Kilda win. Rowan Marshall continues to dominate. Yeah. Um, oh, I love watching him. Oh, he's sensational. Yeah. Sensational. They need another Ruckman. Yeah. That's for sure. Um, but I realized that Zane Cordy in the games that he's played, I was looking through some stats. I think he's a goal a game in the games that he's played. Yeah. Yeah. So for as much as we might be like, oh, Zane Cordy, he's kind of doing his thing. Yeah. He's playing his role. Yeah. Did you see um, Caminiti completely fuck up? I didn't. That Oh, bro, he's running into goal. He's got like, I think it's Mitch Owen standing right in front of him. And he keeps running into the goal. Yeah. And he's at like, I'll call it a 45 degree angle, whatever. You get the idea. The distance is closing and closing and closing. And it's like, mate, you're about to make a 10 meter kick. You have to have a stab now. And he just fluffs this absolute fucking like eight meter lollipop straight to the defender. Yeah. Like, what are you doing, dude? Yeah. Yeah. So if you replace some of that decision-making with Max King instead or, you know, that for as much as they were pumping up their young players, I thought Philippou was probably the best young player in that game on the weekend. Yeah. But didn't really set the world on fire. Um, they're not getting the same output out mm. of their young guys. And to be fair, we're, we're like, you know, if, you, if they played a practice game or two, these guys are like three months into the regular cycle. Of, yeah play, recover, you know, prepare, play, mm. recover, prepare. This They're going to start to get a little sleepy. Yeah. These first year players. And um, I think we might be seeing that already with some of the St. Kilda young. So if there are ins to come and injuries that I think, yeah, I, I won't Mitch. say they're desperate for them. Mm. I had Mitch Owens anytime. Spewing. Me too. Yeah. He hadn't missed a game mm. this year. So yeah, I went off your spreadsheet. Yeah. Yeah. Killed me. Good spreadsheet. Handy. Ticked wasn't it? most off. Mm. Yeah. Yep. 
absolutely it did. I went uh, under 185 and a half total points. Mm. Boy, did I feel like a fucking dickhead. <laughs> and then it just made me even more angry at the St. Kilda Footy Club. Yeah. How did you let them kick that score? Yeah. Anywho. It's my gripe. Very nice. Um, We've never ended the show with this before. Love you, you too. You're, <laughs> I love you. <laughs> um, Your MVP for this week, Bob. Oh, yeah, of course. We've never ended the show in this. <laughs> My bad. Um, look, I think I'll – I think it was It was tough. We talked about that it was tough this yeah. week. I think I'm going to settle on Matthew Rao. Correct. Same I know he had a weak opponent. 17 tackles, though. Yeah, it's immense. The guy was just phenomenal. I was tossing up between him and Taylor Walker, who I didn't really give enough praise mm. to. I was tossing up between him and Mason Cox. Mason Cox was very good. Yeah. The problem is that they're all in blowouts. Yeah. And it's really hard to justify which one was better than the other. By far the hardest round to pick one. Mm. And because each of those top performances is different to each other. Yeah. Yeah. So it's it's very tricky. So I wouldn't begrudge someone saying that I'm an idiot. Yeah. Um, but at the same time, I would argue, show me a clearer cut case. Yeah. Of an uh, MVP this round. But I'll take Matt Rowell. So Matt Rowell's starting to, we spoke about this ourselves last year. Get more of the footy. Get out into space. Mm. Use the ball. He's starting to do that, and we're starting to see the fruits of his labour. We're starting to see that. We're starting to see that young Matt Rowell again. Oh, like absolutely. That debut Matt Rowell. And he hasn't lost an inch of the contested work or the clearance work. No, he's just adding piece by piece. Yeah, yeah. So he's my MVP too. So the yeah. full ten votes this week for Matt Rowell. 29, 18 kicks. Yep. Um, thirteen contested. A goal. Super yep. impressive. Six- First. First goal of the game, and it was a cracker. Yeah. Six clearances, um, eight inside 50s, and one cubic inch of grass eaten. (laughs) (laughs) The masticator. Yeah. Matty Rao. Yeah. Um, I just, I'll pick him. I picked him for a couple of reasons. The story as well. Yeah. I think maybe for, for me, I've got him in Supercoach draft, which means I'm following him quite closely. Yep. But I like the Matt Rowell story. Yeah. It's one of like high expectation, adversity, and then a build up. Yeah. An upward trend towards that expectation. Yeah. That is what we should be expecting of young footballers. Yeah. They show us something, we go, that's fantastic. Mm. But let's not put a rush on it. You don't have to do it every week. Yeah. They face some adversity. That makes them stronger human beings. They develop into men. They develop into great players, and then they put it all together. Yeah, I'm loving watching this from Matt Rowe. I think, and I think he stays there. I think he really does. Yeah, I think Rowe and Anderson are going to stay together up there. And they've stepped up in Took Miller's absence. They have, because when Took Miller went down, we all went, "Oh, yeah, dear. yeah, yeah." It's yeah. fucking impressive. Yeah. So yeah, good on him. Yeah. Are they? Any outside chance to make the eight? <sighs> I'll say no. Yeah. I'll say no because... The other teams are just better around that mark. Well, that and they get kind of fucked on with their draw mm. because of the club they are. Yeah. So their home games are very rarely... We've spoken about this in the past. Very rarely back-to-back. I yeah. mean, this week's a home game in Darwin. Yeah. Um, not that they play that terribly badly, mm. but it is. Yeah. Uh, is it in Darwin? No, against you guys. Against in, in two weeks, yeah. Right. So 
they kind of sacrifice some home ground advantage here yep. and there. I'm not sure Metricon is the stronghold. They play at Cairns at times too. Right. Yeah. So I think the the draw's not their friend. It makes yep. it harder. They need like one more win than most other teams. Yeah. If they're yep. going to play finals and I can't quite see that happening. Like yep. if Essendon, but it's understand they're trying to grow their brand. If That's Essendon get it done it. on the weekend against Richmond, yeah. Then we've got West Coast and North back to back. Yeah. You'd have to say they're no chance because we'll just outpace them. Yeah. Flag dance. So it'll be us, <laughs> us and Adelaide and you all yeah. clearly in front of them. Yeah. Makes life tough. And probably Carlton still too. Yes. Yeah. That is true. Yep. Beautiful. All right. Matthew Rao, MVP this week. Well done, you grass eating goat. Uh, Billy Goat. Young goat. <laughs> <laughs> All right, that's enough for tonight. Thanks, Bob. Thanks, Bob.